Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio. Here's Nick and Matt. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for joining us on this wonderful Saturday night. For once, we are not doing a live show on Monday because we have a crazy awesome exclusive interview going on but we just want to say thank you everyone for being patient with us i know we're a few minutes late kind of seems to be the trend lately matt i don't know whose fault it is whether it's mine or yours or maybe we'll blame simon for this episode but anyways thank you for joining in episode 121 presented by cosmic dg if you ever want to check them out check out cosmicdg.com. they have a, really, a lot of really cool things going on um in the next few months especially stuff to do with their cosmic health which is going to be a new awesome program that they are running but matt saturday night we're doing a live show what's going on how did you leave intern Ben out of that list of why yes. things are going wrong? The chat- you know, I just figured he's he's the unpaid intern. You know, we can't okay. blame too much right. on him. Maybe if we paid him a few dollars here and there, then you, you pay know, me and jerky. That's all I need. All yeah, I need. Exactly. There's a new bag over there for you before you go. Thank you. All right. Uh, Nick, yeah, it's great to be here. We have more people waiting in the show before we went live than we do on most of our weeks <laughs> live. Yeah. So that's really cool. So, fun, well, funny story. This is episode 121. Hmm. Episode one, we actually had Simon Lazat on, and we got 50 people that night. I think our max was about <laughs> no. 54 people. We had to have a couple God, hundred. We'll have to no, look. I, I swear, I think it was only 50-somewhat people that night. We have 500 people that were currently waiting in the room, but now we are live. We have 500 people live with us so far. Going to be an awesome show. Man, yeah, we've been trying to put a lot together, including we're going to try to get some live calls in tonight, which... If anybody's ever worked like a control board and calls, it's actually, it's interestingly tough. So I think we've routed things and patched things and we should be able to do it. We've screened the calls, so Simon won't get anything crazy. But let's bring in Evan real quick, Stat Mando here. Let's uh, say hi. How's it going, Stat Mando? Hi, how's it going, guys? It is going good. Okay. Hey, can you pull your microphone up a little bit if you don't mind? Oh, sure, yeah. Like, bring it bring it right up there. The people like right, want it. Oh, yes. Oh. The closer you get, the better that is. It's called the, I think it's called proximity effect, or it's presence. It's yeah, like. I, now that you mentioned it, I didn't realize how low it yeah, was. Yeah, it was sitting wow. way down your but, lap. You could even bring it up a little yeah. higher. I'm just going to tell you right now. It'll, be, it'll sound better. All right, here I'll we go. keep on going. Cool. Um, so, episode 120, we're here. Let's talk real quick. Before we get right into it all, we're going to only give a few minutes to these other topics. And it's Valerie Mandahano, mm-hmm. Anthony Barella, Paige Shue. They all announced they're going Paul to... Paul and Hanley. Okay. Oh, yeah. New. Paul and Hanley. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. all announced new that they're going to Discraft. That we've been waiting for Valerie and Anthony Barella. Interesting. I think it... it Maybe the rumors and everything was right about that. <laughs> They're going to Discraft, but they did. Yeah. How about Austin Hannum? He went over to where his partner in uh, Katrina Allen went over to DGA. And I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. why he did, but he also has now moved from Discraft to there. I'm sure that works out nice for them. Um, did mm-hmm. I miss anybody that's that's moved this last week? I mean, there's a lot of movement, but like yeah. anything substantial. Austin. Austin Turner, another, mm. another Austin in the world, also moved to DGA. I think that was an awesome move. Austin Turner, back in the day, had gotten like eighth or ninth at Worlds, ended up being on the Discraft Elite team. I think battled with some injuries for a little bit, didn't tour as much, but um, was on Discraft last year, and then I think made the switch over just recently over to DGA, um, which is a big you know Discraft-DGA partnership. They have a big partnership in general together. So pretty awesome to see him move on. And, you know, I'm curious to see how both of the Austins do with the DGA plastic. Yeah, for and sure. 
Erica Stinchcomb went to Infinite Dis. Uh, she okay. was kind of surprisingly let go uh, by her previous sponsor, Westside. Uh, finds, I'm guessing, a great home in Infinite Dis for her. Mm-hmm. Um, did you mention Paige Shu in the, in the yes. intro part? Okay, good. Because yep. that one was that was I think that yeah. one was maybe the most surprising of these. It was highly speculated. I felt like I maybe heard every manufacturer, and I had zero clue. Uh, so that was exciting, and she, of course, ends up going to Discraft. Not the elite team. We'll talk about this another day. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do this tonight with Simon in the green room, but not the elite team. But she, I think, is a good move. Coming in at where she is, I think she has something to prove. Uh, she's mm-hmm. touring full-time. Uh, we're only four mm-hmm. weeks away from the Disc Golf Pro Tour All-Star event. That, I mean, that's, that's it's a little, I don't know how to say it. It feels like it's close, but it feels like it's far at the same time. Um, but... Yeah, all I'll say about that is I think we have one of the all stars in our in our green room right now, so we won't push too much longer here. Yeah, um, but let's let's talk yeah. about a product we love at the Nick and Matt show, DG Max Wax. It's been a little bit since we have talked about it. Here's a cool little branded cardboard shipping package, uh, Max Wax. Right, so this is a little wax mini. Uh, but the cool thing is, right? What season are we in now? The winter season. It depends where you live, I guess. But either way, it's the winter season. This piece of wax. I make it work. I kind of rub real hard with my thumb and it works great. But he heard from the people that love it, which is a lot of you. And he made a Max Wax blend called Winter Blend. Now this new formula stays soft and easy to apply even in the cold without sacrificing any grit performance versus this original that I'm holding. Now it's blue. It matches for the, the winter. And it also features a new refreshing. What did we always call this one? The Citradelic, right? Mm-hmm. We love it every time. What does this mm-hmm. smell like? This features a winter delic scent. I love that winter delic. And this is a unique blend of essential oils designed to keep you clear headed and motivated no matter how bad the weather is. Um, use the code Nick and Matt. Get a percentage off there. Uh, it's available both in the mini marker and the snap stick form factor. So this product we love. I use it all the time, um, including the winter blend, which I'm going to start using this week. It sounds fantastic. I think everyone's going to love the product. We love DG Max Wax. So check it out, dgmaxwax.com. All right. Without further ado, this all-star we were talking about... <sighs> Let's go ahead. You can go, I, Ben. We didn't really talk about this. You can go full screen interview or whatever, but that's fine. Here full we go. Screen, let's bring, here we let, go. Let's bring him into Three, the show. Two. Simon Lazada. Microphones hey. ready. <laughs> Perfect. Welcome to the show, Simon. It's been a little bit. Oh, what? first time in studio with MVP on. First time almost anywhere. Let me sit up maybe a bit straighter. Yeah. There you go. You'll you'll nice. be more comfortable, I think. <laughs> no, he's more comfortable how he was. All right. I was just lounging yeah. on the couch here, yeah. fully yeah. fully ready. Okay. So that is the first time for those listening audience. He was holding up his hoodie that you saw in his announcement video. I think it's the same one. MVP branded, his hat MVP branded. So um let's just start out with this. I I mean, tell me, how are you doing, man? And and maybe include if you want to, Natalia, Emmett. Like, how are you guys doing? Yeah, it's been I don't even want to say crazy weeks. It feels like crazy months. Um, the last couple months have been a lot of rumors, a lot of, I made, I did a family trip to Germany in the meantime, and a lot of filming and a lot of studying and learning and a lot of stress. So my brain feels a bit scrambled and the last week has been a lot of attention, (laughs) which um of course we were going for but at the same time it was a lot and i don't know it'll take a while to recover from uh what happened this last week but it was awesome 
but at the same time, I'm glad, I'm glad the news is finally out there. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to the next couple of weeks of learning my new bag, learning the new discs and preparing for the, another great disc golf pro tour season. So <clears throat> there is a chance, Simon, as popular, as far as this newest news is spread. And we're getting into some intricate details as we get into the show, but there's a possibility there's people joining our show tonight. They're like, why is he wearing MVP? So I mean, it's possible. It'd be weird if they're a fan That's of Nick and Matt show. That's tough to do, I think. But can you just tell us the big news that was announced on Thursday? So we talked about you announcing your departure from Discmania last week. What news was announced on Thursday? Yeah, the news is my new sponsor. I am now on Team MVP Discs. And uh, it's the most, I don't know, for me, it came out of nowhere. It's extremely unexpected just because I've been at my previous sponsor, Discmania, for a decade. And uh, obviously me and Discmania had a, had a great thing going. But uh, it was a long, long process to get here now where I'm sitting here in an MVP hoodie, MVP hat. That was announced <laughs> on Thursday. A new partnership, a new chapter in my life, a new motivation, I would say, for my career. Okay. You you just mentioned it was a process and the last few months or whatever. I mean, first of all, how long was this in the process? And was there a plan for how this whole thing was supposed to be rolled out to the announcement? Or is it more of a play by ear? Like you were in it. Like, did it feel like, hey, a lot of moving parts here kind of a thing? Yeah, let me try uh, to get this <laughs> to get this all straight. So. I think the first time I heard about stuff was around October. Mid to end October is when first discussions started. There was something there. Um, I think early November was the first meeting and the first talk about, is this even possible? Like, would you even consider it? And uh, I think my answer back then was something along the lines of, I mean... I would be stupid to not even listen, um, but it would have to be substantial for me to leave Discmania, which for me was my family, my home. Uh, everyone knows me and Discmania kind of belong together, mm -hmm. used to belong together. Um, but yeah, and from there, once lawyers get involved, once contracts are being written, um, everything was so new and so different to me. Disc golf has changed so much in, in the last couple of years. I mean, I've, I've had to deal with many contracts in the last 10 years of my life, and it is so different now. Uh, we, a lot of disc golfers, I mean, we're frisbee throwers, and the amount of money we're talking about nowadays is just so different than it was a handful of years ago. Like, we sometimes don't really know what we're doing, but we're trying to learn and it, it was a really long process. And of course, in a dream world, in an ideal world, no one would have known anything. There would have been no leaks. There would have been no rumors. And we could have just had this huge shock effect because it would have just been so unexpected and kind of like out of character for me to, uh, to do something like that. That was the dream. But I guess it, the news was just so crazy and shocking that um people love to talk i i get it um i i don't blame anyone for the rumors and 
Um, as a, at the same time as it was kind of annoying to read all those rumors, at the same time it was like, whoa, this is big and people really care. So it was also a good thing. Okay, so you say now, a good thing, and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Nick jump in here. I I just I, and I Nick, I promise I will. <laughs> no, you're good. You're the, good. The just real quick, you you mentioned it's fun some ways to look at the rumors. I just wanted to ask this side one. Was there any fun rumor that stands out to you that you're like that'd be nice? <laughs> I think the best, my favorite one was probably MVP's buying Simon a house. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, it's not true. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. I'm moving tomorrow. That's all I had. Yeah, not oh, true. That was pretty not much true, was. by the way. That's not true. <laughs> that, that was pretty much my question was, you know, <laughs> out, of, out of all the rumors, you know, what is kind of what's been the craziest thing that you've heard so oh, far? And that, that pretty Sorry. much answers it right there. Wow, but I guess essentially is it um, you've kind of talked about how you feel right now. You've been able to play with the bag a little bit. Are you slowly figuring stuff out in the lineup? Um, actually, I haven't played a single round yet with the bag. I'm still waiting to get out okay. there. Um, I had to wait for to make the announcement before I can go play. Um, that's how crazy it is. And ever since I made the announcement, it's only two days ago. It feels like so many things have happened since then. But um, the weather has been total crap over here, and it's uh, it's just cold and super windy and snow on and off. So. I'm waiting for the right day. Hopefully tomorrow I can go and film a little vlog, my first round with MVP discs, and it will actually be my first round. But I've done like a handful of sessions on the field trying to trying like go by speed of disc on the MVP lineup. Of course, MVP, Axiom discs, and Streamline. Um, and there's a lot of similar discs in the different lineups, and I try to throw them all and try the different plastics as well. But man, I... If you know me, you know I couldn't even I couldn't even name most Discmania molds if I tried. So uh, trying <laughs> to true. figure out all the MVP stuff now <laughs> is an impossible task for someone like me who doesn't really pay too close attention to disc names and flight numbers. So it's been kind of a scramble, but I have no doubt that in the next four weeks I'll figure everything out that I need. Mm -hmm. Okay. How did how did this MVP offer actually make its way to you i uh i think i've heard but i would like you if you want to explain it was it a simple yeah. phone call well i mean in this case everyone has heard kind of everything and every version of everything but not from your mouth yes uh the way this started actually i got a call from steve dodge who obviously works closely with mvp the mvp open is is right here at maple hill and the maple hill is an mvp sponsored track so Steve called me one day and was like, hey, what would it take for you to leave Discmania? <laughs> a very Steve Dodge kind yeah. of thing to ask, by the way. Um, it was very classic. Did you feel like it was real in that moment? Or was it like Steve Dodge? Well, like, I, this is Steve I think Dodd. I was in a hotel room by, my, by myself at the time. I was like, like pacing back and forth. I'm like, what? No, no, I don't need more stress in my oh, life right now. Oh, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I said, well, he asked me, is there anything? No. Would you consider leaving Discmania? Mm -hmm. I think I answered no, but dot, dot, dot. Because of course everyone would have to say a but because if it's, I said, I mean, if it's substantially bigger then I mean, I have a family, I have a son now and I have bills to pay. Of course I would, I would consider stuff. And I never thought it was actually going to happen at that time, of course. But then a couple of weeks later, I got another phone call. Is something wrong? No, you're good. 
Sorry, we had a we're tech, freaking out already. Yeah, we had a tech glitch. All of our our displays just shut down for no reason. Keep going. Okay, sorry. So uh, a couple of weeks later, I actually had a lunch meeting, and uh, sat down with MVP, and we talked through some stuff, and we liked it. And the more I started thinking about it, the more I started liking it. Um, not really the financial part of it. Of course, that's an important thing, and uh. What made me first interested was the finances, but later on with all the negotiations going on, my decision was more about having a new motivation, a whole change of pace, a change of life, and just having something new in my career, which I felt like I was lacking a bit at Discmania being there for so long. So yeah, that's okay. kind of how it all started. Okay. Lots of phone calls for me with my family and friends. Mm -hmm. Do you don't need to tell us who those friends are? We can assume you said Eagle was one of them. I mean, he, let me say one thing about the, the disc golf pro tour. It, even though it feels kind of big now, the inner circle is still very, very like small and family and friends. And of course, some of my best friends are pro disc golfers playing on the pro tour. And this decision was so big for me that I felt like everyone I called and talked to about it, I had to talk to them about it for me to be able to make this decision. Um, so I don't regret any of those phone calls. I know that's probably how some of the rumors got started because we're all best friends. Everyone loves to talk about crazy news and that's how the gossip starts. That's how the rumors start. And then someone tells one wrong person and then that gets out to podcasts and article writers <laughs> um and then it's suddenly all over the place some true stuff and some uh, not true stuff um but it was wild how how that all started yeah okay when you were having these phone calls with mvp and i'm assuming after the steve dodge call you started having conversation with mvp what was the tone of that conversation like so were they trying to and i'll use the word woo like, were they trying to like, come on, Simon, we've got all this stuff. It's going to be good for you. Or was it more like, hey, Simon, like they're trying to work with you to see if this is an interest, like being polite about it. Like, hey, like we don't want to like try to get you to leave. Like, what was the tone? No, they were extremely polite about it. Like it was not at all pressured. They, they basically just asked me like, what do you want? We can make it happen. <laughs> it's a little wooing there. I mean, yeah, of course. But I mean... <laughs> I would go to Discmania and ask them for basically the same things. They would say, okay, we can make it happen. Like if they would rather obviously make all that stuff happen for me than me leaving. So, um, interesting. Yeah. Again, what decided, what was the fact, the deciding factor of my decision at the end of everything, like the day I signed that paper, I was like, I just want this change. I want something new. That was basically the whole thing. So had it come from anybody else, and I know you're with MVP now and they matter, but like had at that time, had it been from anybody else with the same offer and deal, you probably would have done it. Um, well, not anyone else, of course. <laughs> okay. Um, there's, uh, there's definitely companies that I want to play for and companies I don't want to play for. Okay. And actually I can tell a quick funny, not funny story, but story <laughs> about MVP. And it is actually true me being forever on Discmania is that I haven't, I think I could count on one hand the amount of times I've thrown an MVP disc before making the switch. 
Like I knew nothing and I'm saying nothing about MVP or their discs or really anything. I, I'm one of those people that if you talk to me about gyro or talk to me about overmolds, I'm like, I know nothing about this. I don't know if it works or not. I don't like whatever. I was kind of oh, like, whatever they're doing their thing. It's probably cool, but I'm not interested. That was my thought. So I've never tried it. I've never touched their discs. I don't, I really don't know <laughs> anything. Um, plus MVP is not really like this big dog in disc golf where you would expect something like this to happen. And the more I thought about those two things that I know nothing about them and that they're kind of like in this underdog role on the pro tour, at least to me, they were, I don't know if they actually are, but in my head, the more I thought about those two things, the more I really loved it. I was like, man, this is perfect. Like, I don't know anything about them. They, this is like completely new to me and it's going to be so exciting and so many new things that just made it so attractive to me. And uh, then also the fact that they have a comparably smaller pro team plus aren't really as visible as other companies out there was like for me I'm like man I can really help this company out become like getting more eyes on them more hands on their product and especially over in Europe me being European obviously is another thing where I really want to push MVP over in Europe because mm. now I know they have a great product mm -hmm. I I'm in the same boat and Nick and, and Evan even have you how, how much have you thrown MVP I've probably very similarly I don't even know if I can count like up to one hands worth I've I have some because I live near the course MVP open, but the same boat. Nick, Evan, you guys throw MVP a lot or what? Uh, before I was sponsored by Discraft, I had a Volt, which was a speed eight fairway Correct. driver. I'll see. Okay. You I had a really a pretty, a really pretty pink one with a black rim on it. And I just thought it looked really cool and had a fun it feeling to amazing. it. And I, yeah. Back in the day, it, it did fly well for me. Other than that, I've thrown an Envy a couple times. Um, I have a lot of buddies here who throw the Wave, which I think is an understable distance driver. Um, the Hex I've thrown because a lot of people compare the Hex to a Buzz. Now, I'm not sure if that's exactly how you would compare it. Um, well, let's ask them. Let's get to that now. What I haven't thrown a Buzz like? in so a many hex. years. What does a Hex fly yeah. like, though? Straight? I've heard the Buzz as well, but it, okay. I would compare Disquania like an MD1, like a laser straight okay. kind of mid, yeah, yeah slightly understable. That MD one that that was your red one that you had back in the day that you just fillet the woods with, right? The MD one. Um, I don't throw red, but I usually use the pink one okay. or my mind bender as an MD one. Okay, gotcha. So, anyways, not not too much MVP. I remember when the MVP Open first started. I think it was 2018, and I won the MVP Open Am side. Um, I got a disc, a fireball. And yes, I a couple have other discs that I ended up selling just because I back then I that's when I first got onto the Discraft Underground team, so I had no use for them. But I I've relatively thrown. I heard nothing, the fireballs really. are worth something, especially the plastic I have. I'll let you look at it. Maybe you want. Them. I sold it for like fifty bucks. That's what I'm saying. The I MVP got a couple. Open one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll jump in. Though. Jump I, in real quick. I have, I have four aces. One of them was with an MVP Ooh. disc. It was actually the MB. I'll say it was almost as good as James Conrad. James Conrad's throwing with the MP. I'm just kidding. It was like 120 feet, uh, but still like I have the disc. I'm like, it holds near and dear to my heart. I also throw the trace a lot. I really like that disc. 
Uh, it's of course streamlined. It's not over mold, but uh, made by MVP. Evan, I'm going to put you on the spot, but I think you had a question or you did have some questions in our group chat earlier. Do you have one for Simon? Oh, I forget what I said in the group chat, but I, I yeah, I'm, I'm curious on how you built your bag. How much you said you haven't thrown a lot of MVP discs. Were you like, I need an envy. I need these discs. Or was it completely like, Hey guys, just give me what you think is good and let me throw them. Okay. Yeah. So two things happened. Number one, at our first meeting ever, they actually gave me two sleeves of discs, which had like not all their different molds, but I would say a pretty good chunk of different MVP and Axiom molds. And, and they just said, go throw and just see if you can work with this. That was like the first step was me throwing MVP discs and just seeing if this is even worth a shot. Um, and obviously I went to the field and I concluded it is worth a shot. Uh, I actually really enjoyed throwing different stuff and yeah, gyro gyro's great. I really don't know what to say. It's going to be a really, really fun season for me and uh, cool. experimenting with that kind of stuff. And what happened next was that I went to the MVP website and I think this might be the first time in my life I paid attention to flight numbers because <laughs> I, I mean, I never had to pay attention to flight numbers because I've been so close with my discs. So for so long, I flight numbers to me were like, uh, marketing's like marketing. Like I don't need this. It's, it's for beginners to kind of feel like what this does kind of what, but I actually went to the MVP website and the Axiom website and the Streamline website and looked at all their discs and all their flight numbers and kind of started making lists on what I want to try and what a disc I want to compare to what disc. Um, and then I gave MVP a big list, I think about 150 discs. Um, and I put it in an order and that's how it all started. Okay. Yeah. So I'm letting, obviously we're going to take live calls later to Nick, Evan, feel free to jump in. I have a list of like 82 questions. We're just going to keep, I, plug, yeah. we're going to keep plugging away as we get quick through fire, it. baby. Yeah. We'll yeah. go quick fire. I, go, go ahead, I got Nick. one off the top of my head. Yeah. I got one off the top of my head that I think a lot of people are really curious of is the Simon Lazat logo. One of the cleaner logos that we have in the sport of disc golf. A lot of people are curious whether you own the rights to that logo or was that a disc mania own? And are you coming up with a new one? That's a pretty good question, actually. I am. I know that I don't fully own those logos. I had the Lazat Disc Golf logo from back in the day, and I changed it up to the little SL with the wings on the side logo um, a handful of years ago, maybe three or four years ago. I don't really remember. But uh, I know that Discmania owns them. I don't know if I also own them. But regardless, I have decided that I want to rebrand. I want to... I want to completely kind of full stop and here's the new Simon. Here's the new projects. Like that's what I wanted to do. So there's some, so many exciting, cool stuff coming soon. Like I, I can't <laughs> wait to show and announce some stuff we're working on. So it's going to be a rebrand and regardless of my old logos that I liked, but uh, they are archived. Is that a word? Yeah, that there is a word. Yeah. They're yeah. archived somewhere uh, forever. Uh, so uh, so let's do a little rapid fire then. Here you go. Did you travel out to the MVP home office, like their warehouse in Michigan? Yes, I did. Um, it was super tough to keep that secret. I was As just... you can see, I actually was recognized at the airport once in Detroit. Um, <laughs> I was just coming from the restroom. That's like feeling like, oh, hoodie up. No one can recognize me. Like I, I felt like a celebrity that can't be recognized. That's so awesome. Um, and then one guy standing around was like, Simon Lazat. You're Simon Lazat. <laughs> 
But he totally, he totally, he was a great actor or he actually didn't know anything about all these rumors that were going on. And he had a Discmania disc in his carry-on, an MD5. Wow. And he was like, I have this disc. Do you want to sign it? I was like, oh, here we go. Now everyone's (laughs) going to know for sure. But no, I haven't heard anything from that guy since. So uh, yeah, I did go for two days. Um, I saw their headquarters and was blown away multiple times by uh, multiple things. And I met Brad and Chad, the two owners, which uh, it was really awesome experience. That's where we did the interview that dropped yesterday evening. Highly recommend watching that. That was that was fun. And they they did a great job editing that to make me look like I know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, it was really cool. Really, really impressive stuff. So one we know one person saw you, but it didn't make it to Reddit. Um, uh, we were just thinking back to like James Conrad when his vehicle was out front. Nobody saw that. That's, yeah. that's I mean, like, I guess you didn't have a branded vehicle like no, the Lazat van. I had the luxury of getting picked up at the airport from <laughs> right. Honda Civic. Like an Uber driver picks you up and he's like, Simon Lazat, <laughs> what are you doing here? You're like, real quick, you're like, that address that's in there in the Uber, like, it's actually not accurate. Like, I need you to take me to the course. To this Yeah. <laughs> the course. Yeah. The course. Wherever that, yeah. Take me back home to the airport. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know if this is a rapid fire one. So this is a little bit interesting, but what, what did you lose leaving Discmania? Anything besides the logos? You lost the disc. I mean, kind of the legacy behind my signature discs and uh, my, I mean, I'm obviously not losing my relationship to any of the people that work there or Eagle. Like we're all still friends and family. Like that won't change. Uh, in my goodbye video, I guess some people took it like, a bit of the wrong way when I said, "Log, I'm losing my family." Like, mm. Of course, no, we're not losing, not losing my family or the community. I'm still right here and I'm still playing. <laughs> and I'm, what I meant to say was more like I'm switching teams and kind of that's in disc golf. It's always like family vibes and family talks. So in a way, in a sense, I'm switching families. But that doesn't mean that my other family's really gone. Okay, did Discmania match the offer from MVP? I don't know what's public and actual now or what's rumors and what's not, but like my understanding is that you probably got this offer from MVP and went back to Discmania. Like, did it ever get to a place where the offers were equal? Um, no. Okay. No, they didn't they did not match the offer. Um there were different incentives and different things that um they offered which I'm just going to put it like this. <laughs> I would have been fine staying at this venue. Like, it, I'm, this sounds a bit dumb, probably, but it, at the end of the day, it really was not a financial move. There you go. That's, uh, take that one, quote it, mic drop. Um, I, I thought there was about to be so much more with that, too. And then he just put the mic down. And I was no. like, oh, okay, he's done there. Let me think of something else to ask now. No, <laughs> sorry. No, that was, I, no, I it was like perfect. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what if anything had to be shifted in the contract before you agreed? Was there anything in there that you're like, I will not say yes to this unless it's shifted to this? Um, well, it was a long contract written by a lawyer, um, which I've never read. And my English sounds like I'm almost an American, but it's extremely basic when it comes to vocabulary. And I think a lot of native English speakers, like lawyer talk for them is also like, it seems like a foreign language. So I could read that contract 40 times and I still wouldn't really know what it says. So 
of course, I, I had a, a great lawyer on my side who went through it with me and he's worked with a lot of athletes and a lot of um, sports contracts. And he said it's never happened once ever that a contract is just perfect from the get go. There always are things that have to be changed or reworded or things that have to be completely um, striked out of the contract. And there was a lot that had to be changed. Like if it was just up to me, I would have probably just signed it. I was like, oh, it's probably fine, whatever. <laughs> but no, if you really get down into it and know exactly what what means, and it's all about the small little legal stuff. Like, I guess lawyers have to always have to worry about the worst case scenario. What if this happens or this happens? Like everyone just has to be perfectly safe and it has to be black and white for every possible scenario. It has to be, you got to know what you got to do and what's legal. Um, Especially now in disc golf where, uh, the money is getting more and more serious. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, so at the Nick and Matt show, we ask questions. We try to be nice about it. Sometimes we don't, we aren't, we're not professional. People tell us we're journalists <laughs> and we're like, we're not journalists. We're recording our conversation. We're all friends. just Frisbee people trying <laughs> to figure what out what saying. the hell we're doing. That's what I'm saying. So we're just trying, we're recording a conversation for public consumption. I'm going to ask you a question about UC in a way that you can answer however you want. UC had some news get announced publicly that I'm assuming he didn't want to announce last year publicly, but it was. Uh, you can go look that up, people, if that's what you want to do. I'm not here to talk or speculate about it. But I think I've had some conversations with you about different things. I just want to know and you, if you want to share it publicly or not. Like, did that news play a part in this decision at all for you? Like, I actually was a bit shocked and surprised that online I read a lot of I mean, I tried to not read too many comments, but I saw a lot of um, comments that were pointing at that, that I'm leaving because of that. And I can happily publicly say that that's absolutely not true. UC and I will always be friends. We have, we've been friends and we're continue talking and um, definitely no reason for me to leave Discmania at all. Okay, Nick, Evan, I told you I have 82 questions, but if you guys got one, here's a good time. Oh, keep it rolling. I'll, I'll okay. bounce off of yours. Okay. Yeah, all you met. Okay, okay. I just want people to know, like, I'm not steamrolling this <laughs> one. Um, it's just getting, and by the way, thank you so much for trusting the Nick and Matt show with this, with this podcast recording. I know you're trying to probably be wise with your time and what you do with it. And, and yeah, to, like, I just remember back when I won the OTB Open and uh, I got a lot of requests for podcasts and interviews and me being me, I say yes to everyone. Of course, I, I want everyone around me to be happy. I want to please everyone and do everything I can. So everyone gets like a, a part of me. And after I, after that week, uh, where I'd done, I think three, four, maybe five podcasts. And I repeated myself five times in slightly different ways. I was like, man, the next time I have a big announcement or something happens, I'm doing one. It's just so much nicer and uh, it feels more special and exclusive and Nick and Macho, of course, I mean, you're right around my thought process for one, we're friends and uh, I want to help you guys out. And for two, I can come in studio and have this great quality and that's way better than some Zoom call with maybe not ideal audio or video. So this was probably just the best choice and I think I'm going to move forward with that process wow. where I'm going to do one interview, one podcast and that, that'll do 
Yeah. And um, I, again, I was just saying thank you. I appreciate you elaborating on that. Um, we are convenient. So if anyone's wondering, how did the Nick and Matt show get this? We thank you very much. We're convenient. He's able to come in studio. Neighbors, basically. Neighbors, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, can I jump in with one yes, real quick? Because Simon kind of started saying it. The, you won the OTB Open. It was presented by MVP uh, Dis. You won an MVP disc as the trophy. Do you still have that? What disc is it? Is it going in the bag? Great question. Is it going in the trophy case? <laughs> Now I know that disc is a servo. Okay. <laughs> I knew that back back then too, because Casey White knows everything in disc golf. If you ever need any yeah. questions, ask Casey White. He knows everything. Um, and he's probably told me back then that it's a, it's a servo, and I probably forgot that it's a servo within five seconds. Um, that disc is actually, I think, in Trevin Crow's bag. Oh, who is a uh, team MVP, obviously. And we were hanging out that week. Um, oh, and I think he asked me for it or Casey asked me for him for it. And I was like, sure. I don't really collect trophies or discs. I'm not attached to discs really. So here you go. Throw it. Have fun with it. I'm a huge believer in that discs are meant to fly. Um, I don't really have any discs on my wall at home. So I might need that back. <laughs> that would be pretty be cool pretty <laughs> if I had them. And actually, the servo is a great disc. And throw it at the OTB open everywhere. But yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to get it back. I hope Trevin still has Put it. Put the bat signal Message out. Message me. Yeah, I was just going to say. Um, All right, next all right, question. I got one. Go ahead, Nick. So for the 2023 season, big new contract came your way. Um, what does this mean for touring this year? Uh, more touring events, maybe being a little bit more picky and choosy. How does the 2023 season play out for you? Um, I'm, I'm not fully done with my scheduling because I've been so busy on working on stuff that uh, you all saw mm -hmm. in the last couple of days. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know that I'm at least going to play the required amount, probably a handful more. My goal is to land around 15 elite series and majors, but with, uh, my wife being staying at, stay at home, mom at home with the baby. I want to and need to be home as much as I possibly can. So as much as it kind of sounds fun to do a full on tour again, I'm going to pick and choose my favorite ones and maybe skip one here and there. But of course, make sure I have all the points that I need and I show up to the big important ones. Now I'll follow it up with, cause a lot of people were also asking this a uh, little European stint or just the major that's out there and maybe an elite series event. Like how long do you plan on potentially being in Europe for? Man, these European trips are exhausting. Um, of course, European open is, is a no brainer. It's one of the most fun and craziest weeks in a disc golfer's schedule. So um, I'm not, I'm not letting that slip. Of course. So I'm playing European Open. Nothing else is planned. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't think I'll play any other events. Maybe um, do some vlogging or, or filming for another project in Europe. But other than that, tournament-wise, European Open, that's probably going to be it. Okay. So Nick asks about your season. Let me take it a little bit bigger picture here. Does this change how you view your career? Um, and you can answer that generally but also maybe even in simple ways. Like I'm not going to ride that hoverboard at my friend's house now. Like, like, like I might hurt myself and then I'm out like, and I'm, I don't know what's in the contract, but does this change the way you view your career? Yes, it, it, it really does. Um, I kind of have always felt that my best years in disc golf are still to come. 
and it took for me a lot of experience and learning and it almost took an injury for me to really realize this that i have to play golf tune it down a bit and last year i i really felt like man if if i just bring it all together if i calm down a bit if i throw my 80 90% lines then i can win if i practice my putting and if i keep it simple on the course i can win and uh, now with this new contract comes a huge wave of new motivation to be a real professional athlete which in disc golf for a long time really wasn't really a thing we were like we were professional travelers and survivors like we would be road warriors going from event to event kind of scrambling and uh, obviously that has changed now and i really want to take this seriously and uh, try my best i remember early last year i was with my injury dealing with that still and i haven't won a tournament then in like two or three years so i was like man maybe i'm not the professional athlete maybe i'm the entertainer maybe i'm a youtuber like stuff like that went through my mind i, I wanted to focus more on youtube i maybe want to start like coaching rounds at maple hill or just i don't know how i would call it like just like i play around I'm with in, the pro. well <laughs> play maybe around more with than the pro play. for 100 bucks or something like that i was just trying to find ways obviously to make money in disc golf but also I, I was just throwing a number out I'd there. I'd pay 100 bucks tomorrow. <laughs> We're all in, buddy. If too many people sign I'll up, play, I'll, I'll raise it to 200. <laughs> yeah, well, 100 bucks. There's the like a show. thousand people show up. Yeah, but I mean, if, I four, people, if four people sign up for that round, I'm for one round, I make 400 bucks. That's, True. Yeah, I know. That's, that's my nice. point. You'd probably have a thousand, though. Then you'd have a hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Exactly. So that was my okay. thought process early last year. <laughs> I, had, I had a whole freaking wow. spreadsheet of what I could do nice. to stay relevant and to kind of play my role in disc golf. And then once my injury started getting better and I like, I felt some motivation to actually like try to compete. And then suddenly I won OTB. And then next week I won two weeks later, I won Portland and then I won Des Moines and then I won MVP open. <laughs> and uh, now this contract and now my brain is at a whole different thing. Like I'm like, man, I'm going to practice every day. I'm going to learn these discs. I'm going to putt every day. And uh, I feel like kind of for the first time in my career, I can like really focus on being the best athlete that I can be. No injury, no surviving. And I have a home base and a family and just feel all around secure. So I, I, I still think my best disc is still to come. That's what I, I, all I can say right now. I know that was okay. kind of a lot. No, that's yeah. good. Now, now, coming coming off of the best year that you've had in disc golf with the four Elite Series wins and, you know, just an incredible year all around, switching sponsors, goals and expectations for this year, kind of where are you at? Are you expecting to play how you did last year? Or are you kind of giving yourself not a little bit of a break, but how are you viewing the upcoming season knowing that you've, you know, moved around with sponsors? Um, I try to not really think about it. I think I, I will be pretty good at not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I will be prepared and that's pretty much all I can do. I I've even, even though this all seems like new now, I've been in this game for a really long time, basically my entire life. I failed enough times to know 
um, what it feels like. I've won enough times to know how to do it. So I don't really feel added pressure, to be honest. I just feel like more motivation. That's, that's really all it is. Nice. Okay. Um, what can you tell us about the contract deal? Like, there's a contract that was signed. Like, what, what are you allowed to tell us about it? Are you allowed to say anything? Yeah, there's so many freaking rumors out there and, and leaks, maybe leaks. I don't even know. I don't know where these leaks come from or I've heard so many different versions of this story. I don't know. I am not allowed to talk about any contract details. Really? So if I ask the question, is this the biggest contract in the history of disc golf? You can't tell me that. I would say, I don't know. I don't really know <laughs> all the other contracts. So, you know, yours. Um, if I told you Paul Macbeth's making $10 million over 10 years, can you tell me if you're making more than that? Um, or no, you can't. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> that's all. That's all. I'm just curious. I'm curious Wait, because there's so I'll, much I'll, swirling around, but then Simon says on our show that he can't tell us anything about it. So it makes you wonder, yeah. like he said, rumors. It's interesting, right? Things are coming from someplace. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Okay. I'll kind of follow it up with reason being we've, we've talked a lot over the last few years, especially since Paul released his big contract and Ricky released his big contract. What is one of the main things or main reasons as an athlete, why keep the numbers under wrap or not spoken to the public? That's a, I don't know. That's a big question. <laughs> That's a big question. He says he doesn't know, but let me, yeah. let me open it yeah. kind of this way. Cause I see the chats going like, Oh, it doesn't matter. But I just want to, I, I want to say this. It was announced and, a, and whether it's a rumor or not, it was announced. Here's how much Simon's making. I ask you, can you tell us the details? And you say you can't. So that makes me wonder where they got it from. That's all. But then when, when Simon, uh, Nick says like, why keep it under wraps? Can you, can you answer that for us? You're saying you can't tell us about the contract. So what you are I saying is say what you're saying is it has, it's supposed to be kept under wraps. That's what you're saying. Well, in my contract, it says that I'm not allowed to talk about details in my contract. Okay. So th then that's the answer. Like it's under wraps, like nobody. So then is it fair to say nobody's supposed to know how much you're making besides the people involved in the contract? Is that fair? That's fair. Okay, <laughs> cool. And that's something maybe Nick and Mashie will talk about more later. I'm not going to put yeah. him on the spot right now to do that. Yeah. Um, this is a fun one. Ready? I think this was a private conversation you and I had, but I'm just going to divulge. Do you, there was conversation about maybe you getting your own layout at Maple Hill. Do you want to tell us about that? Cause that's kind of fun. It's the MVP open Maple Hill's the home <laughs> for that. Another Steve Dodge shout out. <laughs> it's maybe, I don't know how many times Steve and I have talked about this. Mostly just like probably brought it up on the side. There's nothing concrete. <laughs> I know I've heard of this idea and I would absolutely love if Maple Hill would give me the honor of having my own layout out there, especially if it's actually different, like making some holes longer or some, I don't know. I, I know Steve Dodge has some dreams of building like artificial island out on the lake. Just stuff like that would be that would be really cool. I mean, I live really here. Cool. It's an MVP course. I am now team MVP. I vlog out there all the time. I, I, I think I give uh, Maple Hill a decent amount of exposure. So I would love that collab to happen. And 
if Steve Dodge is watching, it might be past his bedtime. But uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve, let's make it happen. Lazat layout. We'll at, send him at Maple Hill. We'll send him the phone number to do the live calls. Yeah, and no, we've talked about it, but not seriously. No. <laughs> okay, that'd be fun. Um. Well, this is probably a foolish question to ask things. You can just say no. <laughs> can you tell us how much bigger this deal is than what you've had with Discmania in the past? Like, is this significantly bigger? Are you allowed to say, like, any proximity to, like, is this way bigger? Or you can't? Well, I'm just going to call myself out here uh, because what I said earlier was the first conversation I ever had with MVP was it, to me to even consider leaving Discmania, it would have to be substantially higher okay um so yes it was substantially higher substantially we'll have to figure out what the word substantial means to simon <laughs> throughout the night let's play a game with a thesaurus yeah. <laughs> yeah um so we'll going not we can't talk about numbers at this point with the contract but is there anything in the foreseeable future that you think hey i just signed this awesome deal had a great year i'm gonna gift myself something do you have anything <laughs> in mind that you want to let's say buy yourself everyone keeps saying r8 i i have we all know you're an audi guy i am an audi guy and r8 is the dream of dreams we all know that but i have a wife who uh, does not like to spend money <laughs> and we have a baby who uh, needs a secure future. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Um, I, I enjoy spending money too much. I've made a lot of terrible financial decisions in the past. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's possible. We'll see. Yeah. I hope so. <clears throat> but uh, happy wife, happy life. That's my motto. There you go. I've got questions that are coming up later, so I'm not going to jump ahead, but Simon has been very generous with money, no matter where he's worked that I've known of, but we'll get to that later. Um, we got one more question before we get into like a semi break for you, just like a little break. Um, Cause you're paying, uh, we're paying you a lot to be here tonight. So we're going to really, <laughs> really grind. I bought here. the pizza upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. It's true. Oh, lucky. It's oh, true. Hold up. It I'm delicious. up here in New Hampshire and there's yeah. pizza there. I invited you, Evan. I knew I, I should have clearly. Yep. Nick, you're going <laughs> to Yeah, be Evan, you actually had a much easier chance of going there and actually <laughs> I, being in studio. You just Matt didn't want to drive. And he asked me and I said, no. So yep. yes, that okay. is on me. All right. So this is the question before the break. MVP streamline axiom discs three months ago. I'm guessing, I think you said this is coming from your video that I watched. Maybe I think it says three months. You almost had no clue about the discs. How much have you, you said you went and you searched on their website and all that. You said you haven't even done a round with them yet. So is it fair to say like you really haven't learned that much about them or do you feel like you've come a long way already? Um, I've come a long way from zero. <laughs> okay. But my starting point was like as basic as it gets. So it was kind of easy to get a starting point. What I did was I watched all the MVP team in the bags that I could find on YouTube. So all the James Conrad, Sarah Holcomb, uh, Jordan Castro, Madison Walker. Uh, that's all I can uh, think of right now. But there were more. I watched literally all of them I could find. There are, there's one guy, I think he's called Disc Golf Down Under. Massive shout out. He makes some amazing MVP videos and he explains everything from plastic to the science behind them to comparing discs to other manufacturers. Really great. He helped me out a ton. Well, I didn't talk to him. I just watched his videos, but they were very helpful. I watched interviews with Brad and Chad, the two owners. So I did 
everything I could think of to prepare myself, but yeah, it's, it's still, it's still a bit overwhelming and I kind of have an idea now, but yet I'm still yet to play my first freaking round of disc golf with my new bag. So the bag I showed two days ago in my video, I would guess at least 50%, probably more is going to change. Okay. I think, I think we can all agree in 2019 or excuse me, 2021 MVP is where they really made a huge splash in the sport with the signing of James Conrad and then James Conrad throwing in the Holy shot. Now, two years later, they're signing arguably one of the biggest names in disc golf. Have you had a lot of conversations with James Conrad when all of this first came about? Um, not really. Uh, when I went to germs wedding, when was that? That was like November, mid November. James mm -hmm. Conrad was of course there and I've, the wedding was so fun and so many crazy things happen, happening around <laughs> us. So I don't re remember too much of this conversation, but I remember briefly talking to James and I was like, dude, I'm, I'm thinking about joining your team. Like, what do you think? I like, can hear him. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be exactly. Cool. He, he answered exactly <laughs> like I pictured he would, which is like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, cool. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, man, I'd love to have you on the team. Yeah. Um, and I asked him a bit about, like, how did they treat him, of course, and all those security questions, I'd call them. And he had obviously nothing bad to say, and he's happy there. I think he just signed an extension that was public. Yeah, yeah. four-year four extension. Okay. Yep. Thank God that was public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screwing up already. Um, so, no, all good. All good from James. I haven't talked to him since then, but I'm looking forward to having James on the vlog. It's going to be one of the sickest hair swoosh slow-mo montages ever. So there's just a lot of fun stuff to come. But I'll, people are wondering if I will ever like vlog with the same people again, like my Team Discmania guys, Casey, Marky. And of course, we're still friends. Um, I specifically pointed out to MVP uh, before we signed that like I'm going to vlog with people that throw other discs and wear other logos. And they had to be cool with it. And they were totally cool with it. So that was a, a very nice and easy conversation to have. But yeah, my vlogs won't change. <laughs> I'm just wearing Good. different clothes and throwing different discs. Oh, that was a question we we're going to get to later about your vlogs, but we will save that for later. Let's get into a very cool partner of the Nick and Matt show. We've done this before. If you've been a fan of the show for a while, you've seen this. Ben, do you remember which one to go to for Try Discs? The yes. Okay, let's see if we fixed it up here. So trydiscs.com. It's a very cool, and, and Simon, he's going to look at this and probably go home and try this later, but on their front page... It has a lot of tools for you. So we can say find similar discs. So someone in Simon's shoes, if you will, we can come over here and say, like, what's a popular disc at Discmania, right? Uh, PD, for instance. Okay, so I'm going to type in PD, and it pulls up Discmania PD2, PD3, all these things. So let's just go PD. We say search it. Now, what it does is I can come over here on the left, and for those listening, it pulls up almost like a spreadsheet, but very cool information. All it, Simon's talking about flight numbers and all that stuff. That's what it's showing here. Stability turn. You can you can adjust this down to refine exactly what we want, but we're going to go MVP family. So show us PDs that are, or a PD and what's like in the MVP family. Boom. Simon, I can see Simon's face like, how did I not know about this two months ago? <laughs> but so first in line here, it says the Terra. And it says it's a control driver compared to the distance driver that Discmania lists at. But if you follow along the flight numbers, you can see, yeah, it's an eight speed compared to 10, but you can see the others, the fade, the stability, the glider, very similar. And they show you the diameter of the rims, the flight blade, all of this information 
to show you what it's close to and what it's like. Now, you could say, well, I want it to be the PD, but I want it to be a little less stable so that on the left side, I can tick it down. And now it's going to say, well, here you go, Axiom Disk. You're going to go with the Defy. It's going to be a little bit less stable, but it's very close to similar in all the other specs. You can go through this and fine tooth exactly what you want. I want the MD1 or whatever, the mind bender. And I want it to be a little less stable or I want it to be the same. There's so much you can do with this site. And that's only the tip of the iceberg. You can come in to then say like, find where to buy that. You can click on it. It'll pull you to your favorite retailers or any retailer. It has it. You don't even have to Google search this. It's going to show you what's in stock all over the world. Um, but then I think it's right here. Where Where is this? Um, the retailer search. That's one of my favorites. So let me just do it quick. I always search for the Discraft Comet as my favorite disc. I'm going to do this real time here. Um, <clears throat> doesn't seem like it's searching, of course. Yeah, it takes a while sometimes. Okay, so put my, put, my, put my face back up. All I wanted to say was, it's doing it now, of course, as we pull it away. We don't, you want me to pull it, it up? No, no, because these okay. other places didn't pay for ad placements. <laughs> it's showing me all of the retailers where these are available, okay? And it makes it easy because it says this place has it in stock. And then one really cool feature as I close out this awesome talk on Try Disc, it will now tell me like coupon codes that I didn't know about. And I've purchased discs through here. And I hate to say it, but like rather than going to Marshall Street right in my town, there was a disc that I wanted in a specific color somewhere else. And they had free shipping on any order amount. I'm like, so I can get free shipping on two discs, on one disc. I used the code. I used TriDis. It was awesome. I think this is a great tool for anybody, especially in Simon's seat. Uh, but anybody should check out TriDisc.com. So, yeah, I'm looking at now promo codes, all galore here. 15% off, 10% off, no shipping. All oh, it's really cool. TriDisc.com. Boom. All right. That, I mean, I'm excited about that product. It's really cool. Do you know what's really Get fun? Get some more comments. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Comments. Yeah. Oh, you good. Simon, it's your, it's your spot. You go ahead. <laughs> I just said, do you know what's really fun? What? Promoting really cool stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. And yeah. that was freaking cool. It's like, crazy. I'm literally going to go home and go straight on that website. <laughs> yeah. We barely scratched whatever. the surface too. If the owner yeah. of this website wants a shout out in my vlog, I have his phone number. Message me. I'll give yeah. you his phone It seems number. like a really great, really great concept. It's like insane. I can't believe yeah. it's, is that new? Newer. We've talked about it for the last okay. six months to a year or so. How did I not know about this? I don't know Incredible. about things. I need to pay more attention. Very I guess cool. years and years ago, I stopped reading comments or anything yeah. about me <laughs> just because psycho. No, it's because um, you're not psycho. That's what um, I think. So I guess that's why I'm just kind of like missing on some important info or some nice things that I would like to see. But oh man, it was tough in the last week to to go on social media for me just everywhere i scrolled or everywhere i clicked <laughs> my face everything it was absolutely insane do you do you have a personal preference in how you would have liked it to all play out where no one knows about it like i think a lot of the conversation that came up was whose contract was leaked more ricky's contract or simon's contract in Didn't the sense ricky of like this that? is actually happening <laughs> no is, did ricky no, tweet it? i don't know ricky, ricky tweeted that yes he did tweet I, yeah. it okay so yeah all right so ricky tweeted it but a lot of people were still talking about it would you have rathered it just all of a sudden like Come out with a vlog saying, hey, by the way, I left Discmania or <laughs> the way that it kind of went down at this point. Now that now that it's gone down this way, can you yeah. see the benefit of it happening any other way? I mean, when we first 
The big dream, of course, is no one knows and hitting every, everyone with this huge shock. Because shock value is real, and it's like a, a shock effect. Like, I am honestly a bit surprised on how big this last week still was, even though it was already so much talked about in the previous weeks. Um, I was on YouTube trending twice. Did you know that, Matt? I saw you post the first time. Explain real quick. Oh, yeah. What, what does trending actually mean? Like, it, it, it means, obviously, it's getting a lot in a certain amount of time. Is that it, or do you get something out of it? I honestly don't really know. I just know that it's like the YouTuber's yeah. dream is to get <laughs> on trending. So I guess maybe that's why I think it's cool, even though I don't really it know is, what it means. It's probably on like literally a YouTube homepage, even if yeah, people aren't subscribed on, to it. You can click on trending. Yeah. And then there's like top, I don't know how many, but one, I was on top 15 for my leaving Discmania. What? And then I was sixth for um, my big announcement about joining MVP. And both videos within two days or a couple of days, they got over 300,000 clicks, which I mean, I realize that's not a crazy amount if you talk about other, other big things in the world, but in the disc golf world, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. Did you monetize those videos? <laughs> My Discmania so. goodbye. No. And that's the first time I ever got on trending and I, Eel and I were messaging. And I was like, of course, the one video I don't monetize is the one that gets on trending. <laughs> it's out. Yeah. But uh, my big announcement with MVP, I did monetize and I threw one ad in there. <laughs> Felt a bit guilty, but got to make that money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to move into a section of taking a few live calls. We got bombarded, which is great. I say that and it sounds negative, but with questions. And I mean, literally, I don't have enough time to look through all the questions. So we're going to kind of... Barely pick and choose here. We'll see how it goes. We'll keep it going for a little while or we won't. But I also have a lot of questions ourselves too. So we'll see if any get answered here uh, and then we'll move on. But let's go ahead. You're going to hear ringing in your ears, I think, guys, but not on the show. So we'll do our yeah. best to let this call happen. And when they answer, because we're calling them, we learned a while ago yeah. we need to screen these calls. <laughs> and if we don't, that we might. Do they get know some... this call is coming? <laughs> yes, they're okay. expecting it. So um, we should. Actually, up, perfect. Yeah. Yep. So, well, he or she, let's go or ahead. She. Let's, let's, Correct. you got the mute, unmute yep, button, right? It. Okay. Cause we can censor if we need to, <laughs> but too late, probably. Be prepared, yeah. whoever's calling. All right. Here we go. Let's welcome to the show, whoever this is. Would you introduce yourself and then uh, ask your question for Simon? And then uh, you can hang out a little bit. We might drop the call on you if we feel like it's, it's good. But what's your name and ask your question? All right. Hello. Um, I'm Braden Neff. Uh, yeah. I live in Arizona. And yeah, thanks for letting me on the call. Absolutely. Did you, you say sound for young? <laughs> what? I said you sound young. I am. Yeah, I'm young. I'm 14. Gotcha. gotcha. Wow. Thanks for calling. What's your question? Um. So my question is, uh, do you think gyro will make you throw farther? Ooh. <laughs> okay. I I'm glad you asked this question because I knew this question was going to pop up every day. <laughs> Of my future life. Um, and I'm, of course, going to address this on the vlog at some point when I really have the experience and I really have the time to test this out. But here's the thing with gyro. It's physics and science and it works. There's like, that's not the debate if it works or not. The question that you asked and the question that it is, is, is it actually noticeable? And for a human that throws this disc, does it actually make a difference? Because I mean, every disc uses gyro. I mean, every disc is heavy on the rim and light in the middle, yeah. but 
MVP is kind of pushing that to the max and to all the potential you can possibly get out of, the, out of this technology. And I talked way too much for my answer to be, I don't know, <laughs> but I want to say yes, especially I think they yeah. they have a relatively new fission technology, the fission plastic. It's what is extremely light where they can make the core so unbelievably light and they can add a lot of heavy materials to the rim and like an aerobie that is basically just a ring that flies is the furthest flying object for a reason i think the science is there the physics makes sense and i wouldn't be surprised if it works let me just say that but i, yeah. I will make videos about it and i will confirm or disprove <laughs> the technology i don't know all right did you say yeah. your name was your your name is briggs Braden? No. Braden. Okay, awesome, Braden. Thank you very much yeah. for the call. Have a great evening. Here, can I say one more thing? Yes, you can. Yeah. Uh, Simon, do you remember uh, you did the Vlogmas live stream? <gasps> Wait, are you the kid? Simon and, says. Yeah. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the third time we're talking. Yep. Do you remember, Simon? We did Matt, the Simon Says Vlog. and Matt, you set this up. No, I actually did not know. It's not saved in here. Oh, wow. Remember what you said? You're like, if you get through like this next time, yeah. like you win something. Well, we'll have to talk yeah. about that. He's like, yeah, you remember. You said you're in Arizona. Yeah, I moved. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna be in Arizona in like four weeks in Tucson for the All Stars. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be following your card. Okay, oh, I will fire. bring something for you for sure. Thanks Braden. for calling. Awesome. awesome. Thanks for calling, yeah, Braden. Thank you. Have thank a good you evening. Hey, Thanks, Braden. Okay, and that kid needs that kid needs to go play the lottery. Yeah, and maybe he'll win something there too. That's. Did I you mean, say we got hundreds of messages and you pulled that one. Yeah, because it said fourteen year old kid. Well, because it said uh, how far can you throw gyro That's further? And I thought that was a question yeah. that people would want to know. Wow, great stuff. Um, let me see here. That's so crazy. Um, yeah, we're gonna try another one here again. We wait while we hear the ringing in our ear. But I filmed you throwing over 700 feet this year or last year. Dude, night. I was just about to bring that up when you guys did the vlog of the distance competition. And so now another, maybe next vlog, yes, yeah. that will come about again. Yeah, I, I definitely filmed. I filmed it throwing over 700. And I'm like, what did I just film? And yeah. that was incredible. You got a hold of it. And I know that's one, maybe one in a lifetime, but I would be impressed to see you just get just definitely a tick further. not one in a lifetime. Okay, good. You've done further, obviously, in the desert. And now you with gyro. All right. Let's uh, welcome it. our next caller to the show here. If you're hearing me talk in your phone, you're on the show. Make sure you mute anything. But welcome to the show. Give us your name and your question for Simon. Thank you. My name's Eric. I'm from Lake Tahoe, California. Lake Tahoe. We just did a huge voiceover for Lake Tahoe. That's sick. I know. I saw that you came up and played Zephyr. That was pretty sick. I, was, I had friends that were like, Simon was just here a week ago. He came up from Stockton and played Zephyr. I was like, what? That's my favorite course. Yeah, actually, you might like this news is that uh, Joe Miz and I are working on a Joe Miz show on YouTube, which is dropping very soon. Quick plug, even though I don't know if I should yet, but <laughs> it's coming up pretty soon. And uh, Lake Tahoe is an episode. And we just did the voiceovers today before we... Uh, live on the show so uh I shout out it. lake tahoe what a wonderful place thank you so much yeah i appreciate it i've been following you for a long time and big up to nick and matt show and everyone there you guys do a great job my question was okay i'm gonna read my text i sent you guys <laughs> you um, can you can I'm rephrase if you need to okay do you anticipate 
any significant learning curves this upcoming season with the new discs that you'll be throwing after 10 years at Dismania and now only a couple months at MVP? I wonder if you feel confident coming into the season or if you feel pressure of any kind. What, how do you feel? I'm, I'm just curious. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks for the question. Um, good question. I have absolutely zero worries about my putters, putting putters as well as throwing putters. I have zero worries about my mid-ranges. I actually am really in love with MVP's mid-range lineup. Um, I'm not worried about fairway drivers. The only thing I still have in mind is, man, I, I'm going to have to find a good solution for this is distance drivers. Obviously, distance drivers is a big part of my game, and especially on the pro tour courses we play nowadays, a lot of distance drivers needed. Um, I'm not saying that um, MVP's distance drivers are bad or anything like that, of course, but for my game, I haven't found that perfect distance driver yet, but... I, yeah. I I say I'm worried, but I'm at the same time I'm not worried because I know we're gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of course yeah. it's gonna be a learning curve. Everyone that has tried the overmold stuff knows it is a bit different, and it definitely is a bit different. But that kind of excites me more than it worries me right now. But we'll see. Again, I still haven't played a single round with these discs, so. This would be a really yeah, good question sure. for like in three weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll do fine. Good luck this season and we'll be following you and uh, congrats on your new deal and really excited for you. And uh, yeah, go Simon. Thanks again. Thanks guys. Thank you. Hope you enjoy the Jomas show. It's coming out soon. All right. I think. Okay. Yeah, these uh these are good questions so far. We're gonna line up our next one here. Um, Lake Tahoe. Yeah, that was pretty fun right after we did the voiceover. So Simon, everybody has been talking for <laughs> a lot of hours. We did yeah. fit a pizza break in there, but we've been talking a while. Do you want to tell people what it's like to read a voiceover after like fit, like an hour and a half? Oh, uh, real quick. Yeah, I'm really bad at it. I hope you won't notice it on on the show. But uh, we tried. We tried everything. I was working with professionals. But uh, voiceovers is something I need to practice, and I know, but thanks. It's a different thing reading than it is doing your vlogs where you're just talking and being in the moment. I'm more of like a freestyle kind of guy. I'm not good at going by the script. That's right. All right, we've got our next call lined up. Again, if you can hear us, you're live on the show. Would you give us your name and uh, your question for Simon? Sure, it's uh, Jordan from Columbus, Ohio. All right, cool. Yeah, awesome. Simon's ready and listening. Um, so with your new discs, obviously, are you going to be getting enough practice with these discs or are you just going to be like kind of experimenting, um, before the season starts or just doing like Simon lines and just kind of having like maybe a, a fun year to figure it out? Uh, no, I, <laughs> I mean, those, those all, all sound like great options, but I'm, I really want to, I really want to win a big one. The sooner, the better, the sooner I can prove and show like guys, doesn't matter what discs I throw. I want to be there and I want to be the pro disc golfer again. Do I have enough practice? I can't really answer that question yet. I know I have four weeks now <laughs> until the All-Stars and the All-Stars is actually going to be a great oh, pre- preparation yes. event where it's kind of a competition, but at the same time, it's kind of more of a showcase and just kind of like a, hey, 
get ready for Vegas next week kind of thing. So four weeks doesn't really sound like a lot of time, but disc golf is 90%, in my opinion, 90 plus percent in your head. Once you've reached the physical capabilities of throwing the disc, it is disc golf is all about being comfortable out there, making smart decisions, and what's the word? <laughs> Confidence. Don't... Confidence is really the key. And I feel like I'm in a position in my life right now where I can be most more confident than ever. I can make smarter decisions because I'm older and wiser and have seen more than ever. Um, body feels good. So I really, I don't think there's really a reason for me to be really worried about the new discs too much because on the course, it's in your head. And in four weeks, I know that I can figure this out. All right. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Cool. Thanks for your phone call. I think this is another great situation in the sport where we're really going to see it's more the archer not the arrow we've seen paul make a big switch and have a successful year we've seen ricky make a big switch or switches and have successful years now we're going to see simon making the switch let's see how the year plays out having just a miserable year (laughs) (laughs) just a miserable year so you got nine more after that yeah we're trying to line up our next call here. Um, it's possible they, they don't answer, I guess. I mean, that's part of the, the deal here. But um, we have so many people asking questions here. We could just start asking the questions if they don't call. I mean, if they don't answer. Um, you, I hope people understand why we're screening this call. Yes. Okay, we got a voicemail. Um, we should have left one. We should have left a voicemail. Oh, yeah, like, hey, definitely. sorry, you know, you could have talked to Simon. You had, you had a chance to be on the Nick and Matt show in front that of thousands of people. Awesome. And we just you lost a, your chance. Yeah, we do a segment well, like that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it, kind of related to the last couple calls. How do you think your practice schedule is going to change going into this year compared to last year with the having to learn new discs? <laughs> this might sound a bit crazy or weird to uh, some listeners, but my life in the last 10 years has not had any kind of schedule or any kind of day-to-day kind of routine and that is the biggest thing I want to change starting now with the new sponsor with yeah everything that has changed in my life last year now what I'm most craving is kind of a routine I mean everyone that has a routine is probably craving freedom and doing um, whatever they want. I feel like I've kind of done whatever I want for the last 10 years of my life, which has been amazing 10 years. And I'd recommend anyone to do what I did last 10 years if, if that was possible. But I want to set myself a proper work schedule. Probably my wife's biggest complaint about me is that she never knows when I'm working and when I'm not working. It's like, cause a lot of my work in the off season is on my phone, answering emails or phone calls, or sometimes my job is literally watching YouTube videos and studying um, about discs or watching disc golf podcasts and learning about what's going on in the sport. That's like weirdly part of my job. So I want to have a set schedule where clocking in whenever it is, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., and then clocking out and 
In those times where I work, I will practice putting. I have actually a great new place, indoor place, where I can practice putting and upshots, throw into a net as well. And I have my time for the gym. I have my time to answer emails and all this stuff that a human kind of needs to just not really needs to be successful, but needs to feel like comfortable and organized. That's what I want to start literally in two days from now. Monday is when my life is going to change and I'm going to make, have a routine, have a schedule. And that's going to be set for at least the next four weeks. And I, I'm really excited to see what that does, um, obviously for my game, but also just for my overall happiness. Because sometimes I wake up and first thing I do is check my phone, start working, answer emails or phone calls, answer texts. And my work doesn't really stop until I close my phone <laughs> when I go to bed. And it's, it, it can be a lot. The last weeks have been a lot. The last months have been a lot. So I'm looking forward to have a couple hours a day of a window where that's my work. And other than that, I don't have to worry about it. Well, that was a really long answer. Sorry. It's all good. I just thought this could be a fun segment because people that texted us with their questions obviously knew and expected that we might call them, right? There are some that I wasn't able to respond to and get them lined up. Like, hey, like we're going to call you. Let's try this live. Okay. Let's call them. If it rings and goes to voicemail, we'll say, hi, we don't know your name, but I'll, I'll read you the question. You can answer their question in a voicemail and then they'll have a cool voicemail. Okay, let's do it. Let's try this out. So here we go. Let's let's give this call and see what happens. I'll give you their question. And obviously voicemails probably don't last that long. But here's the ringing. Can everyone hear the ringing? Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, they answered. They answered their phone call. So this one is a good one. There we go. Well, <laughs> welcome yeah, to the welcome show. Welcome to the Nick and Matt show. <laughs> We're not spam, we swear. <laughs> Surprise. So uh, Simon is sitting here with us live in studio, and you just answered your phone call. Go ahead and give us your name, and uh, what's your question for Simon? Hey, guys. My name is Zach. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, Zach. Thanks for answering. Thanks for answering. We're not here <laughs> calling you about your extended car warranty. Yeah. We swear. <laughs> All right. So, uh, All right. So yes. my question, yeah. Simon, I got to know, in the announcement video you just put out, did you one-take shot that ace coming out of the car? I mean, Good question. It, um, it was one take. <laughs> the video didn't oh cut. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I know it didn't, but I didn't know if it took you many tries. Oh, okay. That's what you uh, meant. I wasn't sure if you thought there was maybe a hidden cut or something. Um, no, there was no cut. Was it first try? Probably not. That's the question. <laughs> but, but no. Probably it, not. it was surprisingly quick. I will say that. What did you That's ace awesome. with? But no, so the, having, having the luck of trick shots like that work first take, I don't have that luck very often. Um, I think I've had it once or twice, maybe out of all the shots I've tried, but man, there's so many variables when you try shots like that with the wind and spit outs and hitting just an inch lower, inch high. So many things can happen. And sometimes I feel like I hit every spot in the air possible. That's not the basket before one finally goes in. But no, the, the shot out of the car happened luckily for me, surprisingly quick, but no, it was not first take. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, so I awesome. thank you that you even thought that that was an option to be first take. I mean, you aced three times oh. in a row on Vlogmas, so yeah. it's not that hard to uh, think of or like wonder about. That's true. First, That's true. first try. I mean, every every shot like that I go into, I'm like, oh, maybe it'll happen first take. 
It could. Yeah. The buff was insane. First first try. That was insane. That's awesome. So, Thank you so much. I watch all your vlogs. They're great. So much fun. Uh, thanks, the man. The MVP, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next couple of vlogs maniac, as well. But yeah, we're going to be uh, still watching you. Hope for the best there and prove it is the archer, not the arrow. Mm, there you go. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Um, one of the things about that video, and I could be wrong if I say it like this, when I watch the video, you get out of the car, you grab your bag, and you just walk to the course without closing your trunk. Correct. <laughs> and I was like, who the heck just grabs a bag, doesn't even close the trunk afterwards? And I just thought it was funny. Well, but, someone that has to walk back to the trunk right afterwards to do it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's what, I, that's what I figured, but it was just funny because I was like, oh, okay, here we go. We're about to see something cool, but... Anywho, <laughs> that's a good point. I should have closed the trunk. I didn't even think about that. I was so <laughs> I was so worried the shot would never work that I just I guess yeah. forgot. What um you said it you said it when you're doing the in the bag portion of the video of what disc you ace was, but what was it? Was it a hex? No, it was actually a proton matrix. Is that a fairway? Matrix is a mid range. Mid range, okay. Yeah, it's a bit of a more overstable version of a hex. Gotcha. Is that where you go to like, is that like MD3 to MD1? I'd say MD3, yeah. Okay, cool. So there was uh, some speculation about a dartboard disc. (laughs) Turns out it was just a metal flake FD3. Yeah. But uh, what was it, an MV that was the speculation? Uh, is this, is there a, is there a second one that you have? Are you going to plan on getting one now? Uh, or, or just how funny was that in general? If none of that's true. Yeah. That was actually, I think a Reddit discussion. Is that right? I, I saw it in multiple places. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know where it was more first. than Reddit. <laughs> oh, if, if it goes past Reddit, that means it's serious. No. Um, my wife goes a lot on Reddit and checks out that kind of stuff. I think I was hanging out with Casey that day actually. And he. Um, also likes to check on Reddit and always looks at Simon stuff or uh, any disc golf related <laughs> stuff on Reddit. And I was a bit like Casey gave me that disc. When did it, was it all the same day when I posted that? No. Oh yeah. I don't remember how it happened, but I was like, just shocked. Like, of course there's an MVP disc with the exact same die. Yeah, of course. And on the rim is black too because of the dartboard rim, so you can't see in my in the photo what it actually is because MVP always has a black rim. Yep. So I was like, "Oh man, of course I was set up." I was but no, it was up. it was really an an FD three, which was kind of fun then to post. And like two minutes later, it was on Reddit that, um, guys, we were all wrong. That's so funny. All right, we're going to try this one more time. I bet they answer. But here's the question. I'm going to give you their question before they get to us. So if they get the voicemail, you can just give them your answer. The question was, what's your favorite brewery you've been to on tour? And this is our last call. So let's go ahead and just, it could be something local. But let's see. Let's get the call going here. Let's see if they answer. If it goes to voicemail, you're just going to say, hey, Simon, sorry you missed my call. Ring number two. <laughs> this is like one without a voicemail. Just I don't think of a brewery. <laughs> Bevel. That's a good one. That's a good one. That, that, that one's on tour? 
No, well, it's not on tour. Damn it. You gotta drive a little bit away from it. I mean, Isn't he might have done it when he was on tour. Wow, do they have Yeah, I was gonna say, no, he's like three or four hours south of that, I'm pretty sure. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, this is the Nick and Matt show. We got Simon lined up here. Sorry you missed our call. Simon, what's your answer to the question? Favorite brewery you've been to on tour? Well, only thing that comes to mind must be, of course, shout out Bevel Brewing in Bend, Oregon, Nate Doss, Valerie Doss. That was a special day. But another one that comes to mind is Vermont, uh, just south of Burlington. Fiddlehead Brewing is absolutely bomb. Okay, that's all I got. And uh, we... We hope you enjoy this this uh, interview slash answer over voicemail. Nick, you're here too. Say hi. I am. Hello. And, uh, Thank you Steph- for setting us the yeah. question, but not answering our phone call. Probably thanks for and, spam, uh, but that's all right. Evan Kearns, Stat Mando, say hi. Hey, thanks for missing this call because it was a funny moment on the show, but I, I wish you could have answered it. It would have been a cool moment. intern yeah. Ben, everybody. Say hi, intern Ben. Hello. Thanks for calling. We love you. <laughs> all right. That's all. A lot. Peace out. Hanging up. All right. So that was fun. All right. So that was a little bit of a break from the the drill of like crazy questions, but maybe we'll try that again sometime. You guys submitted so many questions. We could be here for six hours and Simon won't do that. We're talking about breweries though. I gotta, I gotta talk a question with some speculation. We heard that you might be looking for property or just scanning generally, maybe an abandoned golf course or something. There's also talk that Treehouse in Tewksbury purchased as a golf course to have like the building be like a brewery. Dream scenario, <laughs> like have you reached out to them? Like, do you even like Treehouse? <laughs> like yes, I, I do like Treehouse. Treehouse is absolutely amazing, and we've actually been in contact with them a handful of times regarding disc golf. Um, their facility. I don't remember the, the names of all these places in Massachusetts. It's all crazy names. So there's the Charlton one, which Charlton. is the closest to you. Okay. Now I look back because it's not a crazy name. Charlton is such a simple <laughs> name. Um, the Charlton location is mind-blowing. I was actually there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Marky Chap, shout out. It was his birthday. And we went uh, to Treehouse. And absolutely great beer. And I think disc golf courses with a brewery on site is absolute dream scenario and actually yes i'm looking every day for i don't know and a dream world would be a cheap abandoned golf course that has just grown over and no one wants it nothing really to do with it but throw one mower over there and it's a dream paradise for disc golf um also i'm looking at wooded plots of land because woods are a bit easier to maintain and take care of than having to mow a lot of acres yeah. um, once a week or multiple times a week to keep it nice and maintained. So having a woods course would also be really nice and kind of fitting up here in New England. <sighs> Basically, I'm just looking for the right place and I need to be there at the right time. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the Eco Brothers that have a little home brewing stuff going on. Uh, it's been on my vlog also at least once or twice. And I would love... If I could buy a piece of land and build a sick disc golf course, maybe even a disc golf complex in a dream world and make a tiny little almost home brewing style, but obviously it has to be legal and official everything. <laughs> um, like a cascade brewing. That's, that's the brothers. Cascade falls, name. baby. Cascade falls. Yeah. That's what it is. Yep. Thanks Nick. Um, no problem. They're the best. It's a dream. And 
I think it'll happen. There's nothing lined up yet, but I'll make it happen. Yeah, that the Charlton Woods are like they have walking trails back there. I don't know if you've been on them. You just you're walking through them. And you're just like, yep, this this is perfect. Just put a disc golf course right here, uh, and don't sleep on the Deerfield one too. I mean, they're growing all over New England. What about? I think th- they can find a property somewhere if you can't or together or in both do it individually. I don't know. Make it happen, both of y'all. I want to do it. Nick, I'll gladly partner with a brewery too. Let's ben, do it. Ben, Evan, yeah. Rapscallion used to be Sturbridge uh, Highland. Highland. Yeah. aren't they yeah, abandoned now? My dad just sent me a text. Tell Simon to buy abandoned Rapscallion. Have you seen that? They That's in Sturbridge. I've been there. Well. Rapscallion moved over to Spencer right yeah, off of 31. Yeah, but what about the property in that place? Yeah, it's... I thought they were still in Sturbridge. That Either way. Uh, they might obvious. have two complexes now. Our national but... audience is like, who cares? But it's, it's Dude, a the... course nearby, or yeah. it was. The old Highland layout was one of the best layouts in Massachusetts, and it was so fun to play, and going through the apple orchards, and then it's funny because that course was open before I was even allowed to drink, so I never even got the full experience of going over to the brewery afterwards. I would just, you know, peace out. But that would be sick. Let's do this real quick. Another partner to the Nick and Matt show tonight is the players meeting. You're going to go check. Can you put up display two again? Uh, The players meeting. Uh, Now, Simon says he doesn't know about all this cool stuff. So I guess sitting in studio, he gets to hear. We've done all the work. They brought it to us. The players meeting. I bet we can find information about Simon in here somewhere. So what this is, it's a weekly, I'll call it a newsletter, right? And mm-hmm. I'm signed up to this. I'm actually supporting it. I've subscribed. You click in and a weekly, you get notified. It's, oh, look at Simon Lazat. Let me just, let me just read this while he's here for us. After weeks of rumors, Lazat announced he's leaving Team Dismania after a decade. He explained that it was now or never with an offer he couldn't refuse. Hear what is known so far. So they go through, look, oh, they're crossing out things. Look at that. Crossing out rumors. MVP rumors are all but confirmed. They're crossing out. But the point here is they go through all of the stuff that you would want to know weekly for disc golf, the plastic that's happening, um, random triples meme of the week. This is really intriguing to the point where you can go back on me. I subscribe to this and I actually am paying for it. You know why? Because it does a lot of the work for me. I can now go into this weekly newsletter and see everything that's happening in a pretty condensed, easy way. You can say there's other ways to do it, but this looks like a great way. I recommend you subscribe. So you visit theplayerswithansmeeting.com. You do not have to pay anything to subscribe. You can simply mm-hmm. skip it. If you would like to pay and support them, they give you options to do that. I did that. It was an easy decision. Great, great, uh, great support for what I'm doing here at the Nick and Matt Show. Theplayersmeeting.com. It's actually incredible. Stay up to date on what's happening weekly in disc golf. Nick, anything to add to that? Uh, pretty much. All you got to do is just put in your email. You're on the subscription list. Uh, like Matt said, you can either pay for it. You don't have to pay for it at all. But for people who don't have the time to sit down for two hours and watch a live show like we are doing right now, but you want to kind of get your filler in on especially the speculations throughout the offseason, the players meeting is going to have all that information for you. Most articles are about four to six minutes to read. And when the season starts, he's going to drop two articles uh, a week. So just a lot of just another disc golf media content out there that i think people would really really like so we're happy they support us and we are very very happy to support them as well absolutely it's really cool stuff i'm getting taken into it right now uh i should have been looking at this website for a long time (laughs) so that being said i'm going to uh be sure to to keep checking it out uh now that i'm subscribed go do it it's free um and awesome okay 
Here we go. We're into the last phase, Simon. You're, you're almost done. I asked you earlier upstairs, I said, is it all beginning or is it almost over? And you said, it's almost all over. Like, as in like all of this media, media, push, push, get it out. And now it's all this stuff. So this is kind of one of the last media things for you right now. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think uh, tomorrow might be the first day I'm off in many, many weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. And then starting Monday, like I said, I'll have a routine. I'll have a set schedule to make sure I'm as prepared as I could possibly prepare in the next four weeks. Okay. Here comes some of the last questions that we've got. What disc is replacing Elsa? Elsa? Is that right? Elsa? Yeah, Elsa. <laughs> oh, no, I'm Elsa. You know yeah. how you were doing the voiceover earlier and you're reading words? Yeah. It did not look right to me. Yeah. So what disc is replacing Elsa or or some of your other, I'll say, quote, famous Discmania discs, you know, your go-tos that people know, like what's happening to them? Or are you replacing? Well, I had, actually, my favorite character from Frozen is always Anna. Mm -hmm. People mix up with Elsa all the time. That's probably Anna FD3, right? Anna FD3 was a famous one. Uh, my brother died that for me for Christmas 2018 or something a long time ago. I still have that disc and it's on a rack at home. It has been retired for over a year. Okay. But uh, that just does not fly anything like an FD3 because it's so old and beaten. So um, the Elsa and Anna disc, the little FD with the nice die on it that I had, that's going to be re replaced by a Crave, which... Um, Someone just commented that earlier, yeah. Yeah, it's a Crave is like a six and a half speed, pretty straight... I would say for normal arm speed, it's going to be straight stable. Um, for me, with a bit more power, it's actually straight understable. Kind of a kind of nice, controllable, FD-like flight. Uh, my two-colored PD that I threw a lot and I got a lot of screen time, I would say, last season, will probably be replaced by the Volt, potentially by the Wrath. The Wrath... And the Volt, it's so hard to say for me right now, honestly. It's, it's really hard to well, say. Well, I just went to trydisc.com and I punched in FD. Yeah. Came up with the Crave. Nice. So the other option it's saying is Servo. Servo, yeah, I do really like the Servo. The Servo is definitely more straight stable. It shows that on here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you can see all, it's incredible. I, I, yeah, the Servo might actually stay in the bag because it's just such a slow and controllable disc. and. Just perfect stability just to hammer flat, low and flat, and it'll just go straight like an arrow. It's you got to get that one back, though, disc. that trophy servo. Right? That's I'll, what I'll it get was. it back. Okay. Unless Trevin lost it. Um, Unless it's lost. Yeah. So da, 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 do you, I'm going through some of these we've already answered or talked about. It's great. Um, you got to tell us about... I'm sorry. I don't know what's rumor and what's not anymore. Are you getting a disc line? Did you announce that in this recent video? Uh, nothing has been announced. What, well, what about this recent MVP one that went up? What was that where they said, what disc? And you said, can I say it? Is, oh, that, yeah. is that your disc line or is that just the next, next disc? Wait and see. <laughs> so you can't tell us anything about a disc line. Like, there, there, it sounds like there is. You're not answering. All you can, can say, back onto the show. Matt, you know, you know, all I can say is that we're working on some pretty cool stuff. Very cool. And nice. the wait is going to be worth it. Great. That's all. Let's go. Well, we'll speculate Perfect. over here. We'll answer for you, and then we'll be wrong, which is rumors. <laughs> um, so, okay, that's why they censored you in that video. They can go check it out. MVPs. They YouTube let, video. They, 
They put it in the video and censored it just so now the speculations can begin. Rumors and speculations are a very good thing for announcements, of course. Yes. Yeah. It's but true. The extent that okay. we had going on. This answers my Christmas, question from earlier. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, rumors are yeah. great, but they were a bit loud. And uh, how about in one of my vlogs, I actually leaked Doombird 4. I think that was a, about a week before I actually released yep. it. Um, I tried to, I I tried to make rumors a bit quieter. Didn't you did really a good work. Job. No, I think you did. I I saw people questioning like, oh, the Doomer four, he's staying. So yeah. I think it worked a little bit, but <laughs> it worked a little bit. Um, it didn't. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put yeah, you on it, the it spot was, with this. It rumor. was. At the end of the day, I'm just so happy this news is now out, and uh, I'm just looking forward. No reason to look back anymore. Because we're the exclusive podcast. I mean, we got to ask all these questions. We got to. So uh, this is maybe a simple one. Maybe it's not. But Drew Gibson, the night before you announced, said he's announcing tomorrow. What, do, what does that do to you when you're like, dude, I have a big announcement tomorrow. And now like someone's like, like, what does that do? Okay. Let me start by saying I like Drew. <laughs> um, but that tweet kind of, I mean, Drew texted me that evening. Okay. And he was like, hey, man. Whatever, whatever's going on, whatever people are saying, like, I'm happy for you, man. And I'm, I'll, be, I'll, I'll always be a fan and I'll always be your friend. Like, just do you, basically. And I was like, hey, thanks, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to address the rumors tomorrow on a video. And then he messaged back and was like, oh, I'm going to tweet. And like a bunch of like crying, laughing faces. Oh, I'm going to tweet out big announcement, Lazad announcement coming tomorrow with more like laughing faces. So I thought he was obviously joking. And uh, I don't, I don't remember what to reply to that. I was like, haha, or also a laughing face or something. And then like five minutes later, Twitter, Drew Gibson, Lazada announcement coming tomorrow. I was like, freaking Drew. Just so <laughs> well, typical. Shoot. Yeah. Um, oh, but it was the day before the announcement. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I get it. It's all good. Man, I, I saw Chris Clemens making public statements. Yeah. I saw Jordan Castro making some comments. I would say I was probably a little bit disappointed in that just because they are part of this inner circle and they will have knowledge and insider info that isn't necessarily for the public, even though it got to them. But if there's little secrets in the disc golf community, especially in like the pro tour circles, like everyone's going to know, like no matter like there's no announcement in disc golf that has been made that I didn't know of before it was made. But I would never go in public and make any posts or hints or something like that. I think mm -hmm. that was a bit unnecessary. But uh hmm. they got some clout. That was nice. Le leaky leakers. <laughs> exactly. nice. I think we yeah. ah, dude, someone's gotta use their shirt company to write leaky leakers on the front, and that would just be a sick like brand thing. You just wear a leaky leaker shirt. Yeah. If, uh, if people didn't leakers. watch, if they didn't watch, it's coming from your announcement video. You termed it leaky leakers. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I from. filmed that, by the way, fun Weeks. facts. I filmed that in the bag three times. Wow. Because I never knew what I was talking about. And I stumbled and my brain was just so scrambled. Like I was struggling to put like sentences together. And every time I talked about these discs, I would like mess it up or say the wrong name or the wrong plastic <laughs> or mix it up with Discmania and stuff like that. And I think Leaky Leakers, that was the only take I said that. And somehow that made the cut. Nice. Yo, someone sent him a stamp. I, abs I, I absolutely this. loved it. Leaky Leakers. Okay. 
Um, so you mentioned working with Grip still for 2023. There's this is a two part. Does MVP have a bag that they're proud of or that you're aware of? And what do you think like the long term will be like with bag stuff? Like, have you had any conversations about that? You're with Grip this year. I know that much. Yeah, I'm I'm with Grip. Nothing uh, will change there for now. I I honestly don't really know the answer to that. I know obviously MVP does make bags, and I would guess they're proud of them because they. I'm very sure they would not sell them if they weren't proud of them. Right. Um. And I can't imagine that in the future they would want me to obviously represent their bag. Um. I mean, but I, at this point, it's obviously not a part of the deal. Right now. No, no, they're they're totally fine with yeah. my Grip deal right now. Of course, that was part of the package. And I just want to put on record that whatever MVP wants me to do, I am going to be very happy to <laughs> do what they want me to do. To because it, because the, the deal was substantially larger. That's what we know. Just because you... <laughs> I feel extremely valued and yeah, like they, they are opening a lot of doors for me and my family. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's going to be a great partnership over the next 10 years. I'm really looking forward to it. Is there anything in the 2023 season that you and MVP are working on that you can kind of talk about, whether it's like, you know, a huge clinic in Des Moines, Iowa or something, something not of a degree of new disc line or anything, but is there anything in a partnership between you and MVP that, you know, here you go. Like James and Simon are hosting these doubles matches, yada, 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 anything like that. Nothing springs to mind. Okay. But if you want to know and if you want to be up to date, like and subscribe, Simon's out YouTube. That'll be your best source of any kind of announcements and projects and plans. Mm. And one of another, I can say this another one of the main reasons I like myself at MVP so much is because they are so, in a way, nerdy and they love experimenting. Mm. I mean, they're going with the th the science theme with all their disc names. They have the Gyropalooza. They have lab reports. Like everything is themed after kind of the joy and fun of experimenting. And that's so perfect for my videos. Or it's going to be so great because Chad, who is uh, the disc designer and the engineer over there at MVP, we've already had some great discussions of what we can do with the vlogs, with some crazy discs, some stuff never have been done before when it comes to disc technology and I MVP just can make some pretty crazy things happen that were not possible before, but it'll all come when it's ready. I think a large portion of the community would agree with me on this, but if, and if let's say whatever happens with you, you know, designing a disc or having your name put on a disc, can it just be called the Lazado line? Like I think everyone just wants <laughs> Lazado to be your uh, your thing now. I, I don't know. That's your that's your rebrand right there is Lazado Disc Golf, and I don't know. I think yeah, it's awesome. So my first tour series disc is going to be a Lazado, a Lazado, <laughs> an Exolado. <laughs> I feel like I should slightly explain to people what Nexolotl is because probably most it. it's an Please aquatic, do. it's an underwater salamander that uh, looks really f funky, kind of like a Pokemon, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Has these big gills on the side that 
it breathes with. It's really, really cool pet. And we have one. We had three. Now we have one. They're oh. hard to keep alive. <laughs> I didn't know that. Damn. <laughs> um, I'm so no. sad now. Oh, wait. That wasn't bad, right? No. 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 Things happen. No. Uh, we tried. Um, but no, we have an XLL. They're, they're amazing pets. And I, I've had an XLL stamp before. One of the Crush Boy discs, like way back in the day, three, four years ago, um, we had a little XLL, like spin around thing. It was really cool. I have, I think, three or four, maybe five Exolotl dies at home on discs that people died for me. So it is a thing. I'm still a bit on the fence if I want it to be the thing. But uh, yeah, Nick, I like, I like, I like that you love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, and then someone asked, because this is, I think, a great question. Someone asked if you're going to have your own dart line, which I think would be the sickest thing if somehow you got paired up with the dart company as well. That's my next project for when I'm 40. <sighs> so then let me, I'm, I'm going to jump way ahead. I have a lot of questions here, but let's talk about that when you, when you turn 40. That's a 10-year contract. Do we know that much? I mean, is that announced? 10 years? That was announced. Okay. Yeah, that I don't was know part that. of the announcement video. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm wanting it from the source. That's why I'm asking you that because yeah. if you're like, no, that hasn't. Like, that's cool. I want to hear it from you. Um, so, what are you doing after the contracts up? Like, so long term plans for athletes. You know, usually turn towards something when they age out, if you will, of sports. Does forty age you out? Are you plan to compete forever? Like. What's any ideas? Well, plans always change. So I definitely would not say I have any real plans, but the dream is to build and own my own disc golf course and maybe brewery and a pro shop and kind of just let that ride for a bit. Okay. And That's the dream. I, th again, and be a pro darts player. I, <laughs> I don't know. That will take a lot of work. Um, plan to stay in Massachusetts for the immediate years, months. Yeah. I mean, now that I joined MVP um, and Maple Hills right here, it just makes really good sense for me to stay cool. here. Natalia's mom lives 15 minutes from us. So that makes perfect sense as well. No reason to leave right now. Okay. Except for the terrible weather. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gotta get you a big garage, your own personal big training facility. I'm sure that's... That's on the list. I, I was just going to say. There we go. Um, here's another lightning question. This is... I'm just asking. Is there a nonprofit in the near future? Like, we see, like, big also deals? Also on the list. Okay. We see yeah, big deals Yeah, foundation style, nonprofit style. Um, yeah. Definitely, of course, in the back of my head, um, things that I want to support and work on. Yeah. I haven't found my thing yet, so I'm waiting until I, like, really know what it is. I can imagine some, like... Uh, what did that tour used to be called? Not the Nitro Circus. It was your version. Flying Circus. It's got to be like the Flying Circus Foundation where you like teach people. Oh, no. Not a bad idea. Okay, okay. Well, you don't need to include me in that. But I just remember, again, you've always been so generous. And I, you were telling me earlier the differences between you and your wife and whatnot. We don't have to talk about that. But like, you're very generous. Like on our show, you live surprised me with like $1,200 cash, like, and you were vlogging and you're like, here's $1,200 cash. And then like, you'll auction off your bag and chef Andrew Zimmer, celebrity chef buys the bag. And you're like, write the check to kids disc golf that Matt's run. Like 
money doesn't seem to be the thing that holds you down. So like a foundation to me is just kind of like, you're like, yeah, let's do a lot. Oh, actually. Yeah. I, now that you said that I had an idea for my YouTube channel, which was, I don't obviously don't want to compare myself to, to Mr. Beast style videos, <laughs> yes. but the great thing, kind of the good and the great thing about disc golf is that $500 in the real world, like, isn't really <laughs> a big deal, I'm liking but $500 in disc golf, like makes a difference. And it's, mm -hmm. it is a big deal. Wow. So if I can create something, um, with the help of sponsors and stuff like that, and my heat, my big platform that I was able to build over the last three or four years, um, that I do like a, let's just spontaneously, let's do a $500 TDB. And then like actually have the cash there and be like, boom, or like invite Sign kids on the vlog. Up. And at the end of the video, I give every kid like a thousand dollars, like here, what? good luck at your next tournament. <laughs> just stuff like that. That would be so cool, obviously as content, but also so good for up and coming disc golfers or disc golf in general. Dang. Just yeah. Real world money that is for me doable with this platform because advertising is extremely expensive. Yeah. Everyone in mm -hmm. this field knows that. And I have a platform, let's say around about with all my social medias combined around 200,000, maybe even 250,000 followers. Like people pay real money to have me give shout outs in my video. And with that money, I could do really cool stuff. And the, that is definitely one of my goals to come up with the, the right recipe there. Obviously, I don't want to seem like the guy that throws money around needlessly. But uh, Mr. Beast um, obviously made the perfect thing happen, and that just works. And I want to come up with something along those lines of giving my videos, opening up for sponsorships, and giving shout-outs in the videos that pay like maybe a couple thousand dollars, maybe a couple hundred dollars, doesn't even matter. <laughs> Start small, maybe build it up over the next two or three years. And just do like fun little challenges and giveaways. I really just want to give away I'm, sponsor money. I'm laughing because, <laughs> because I don't know why it's striking me as funny. But remember that video that you did with Casey? <laughs> Wasn't it with Casey or was it with Casey and Nick? Where it's like, I've got money. <laughs> I think we, like, we, he was me and so Casey, happy. We spun the wheel. He was so happy. And I think if he would birdie that hole or, he, or he would beat me on the hole or something, he would win that money. That it was spun. awesome. He's like, cash money. So yeah, but yeah. you could do that on a larger scale. Yeah. Even maybe like the Lazat uh, Invitational. Like do it at Maple Hill, dude. Run your own tournament. Or hire someone to do it. Cash payouts, dude. I'll invite me. I would like to play that. That'd be sweet. <laughs> okay. I'm getting excited. Um, <clears throat> a few more things here. Uh, what's it like to be publicly praised and proclaimed as the most likable disc golfer ever? That's Kristen Tatar. <laughs> okay. So Kristen Tatar probably gets that too. Absolutely. But I've seen it over and over for you. What is, have you seen that? What is it like? Like you read that, what does it do to you? Yeah. I try not to read too much stuff about me. I mean, I already have so many things that I have to worry about. Then I'm telling you right now, people are saying this, like, what does that do to you? I mean, it's humbling, I guess. I don't know what the right word is. It's, I tried. It's, it's a weird thing that I've, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I really don't know what to say to that. It's, it's nice. Well, how do you, of course. how do you feel that 
people said they literally cried at the end of your video when you did the Discmania montage in your really leaving funny. video. Shout out to <laughs> Casey White's mom. I think Casey White's mom texted Casey like the next day and I said, and she said, I just watched Simon's video. Why am I crying? I thought it was very cute. Very funny. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't cry. I felt kind of heartless. <laughs> well, on our show, I felt heartless about your own video or, or about the move. Um, we were talking about this last week. I was like, has there ever been a disc golfer to change sponsors that was like, not sad is the right word, but uh, not confused either, but like about leaving. Like, have we ever seen that? But it was like, we're doing this. And I don't think we had. Um, let's, there's, I have like two more questions left. This one, again, I don't know how much you can say or you can't say, but it seems apparent because you had announced that you had upped your contract with Discmania. So there was probably like, I think there's a year left, right? We know that. Do you remember, number one, when you were doing that Discmania contract originally, that there was like a buyout in there? Like, do you remember seeing that in your contract ever? It was like, hey, if I decide to leave, there's a buyout. Well, that's that's all speculation and not official information. The the whole buyout thing. So see, this is now I don't even know what I'm hearing. Yeah. But there but okay. Well then whether it was a buyout or not, we know there was a year left. It didn't happen. Have you like can you tell I'm, us I'll anything about that? Uh we found and agreed on a way to make it work. Cool. That's good. Again, I I don't want to say I apologize to our listeners, but like it is hard right now to know what is actually official and what's not. It's a big mess then, if you will. So I want to hear yeah, it from you. Happens. So I want to hear it from you. And that's what I'm doing. I mean, I, I do a phone call to one of my best friends saying, Hey, like I'm thinking about the switch. And, and they asked me like, well, what are they offering? Like, what, what do you get? Or what is this mania <laughs> saying? Like, and then I, of course, I have to like kind of explain without trying to say too much, but also need to like give them a picture so they can give me advice. <laughs> True. Um, and True. then, I mean, I trust all my friends, of course. I'm not saying that any one of them leaked anything or said anything, but someone will talk to someone and then that someone talks to someone. And by the time it went like through 10 stations, everyone knows this kid's game. I don't know what it's called in English, but you, uh, you like whisper it in telephone. someone's ears. Yeah. And by the end, like a whole different message has arrived. Absolutely. So I imagine it's obviously just right. stuff like that, where it goes from one to the next to the next and information changes. Everyone likes to exaggerate stories slightly because then they sound cooler. Um, I'm definitely guilty of that often too. Of course, every, I think everyone <laughs> probably are. is, but uh, no, that's just, that's just part of the business. Okay. Um, have you, this is private stuff. Have you texted UC or anybody over at Discmania since you've already moved on, moved along? Yeah, I uh, actually was on the phone with UC yesterday, I think. Whoa. I talked to him today um, on nice. Messenger. Wow. We we talk a lot. And actually, shout out to UC. Ever since the day where he like let go of me and like really realized that this is what I want to do, and I made my decision. Ever since that day, it's been like super nice, and he's been supportive, and like, hey, man, I all, I only want the best for you, and our relationship won't change. That so is it's been cool. really, the whole thing was best case scenario. And I just thank you, MVP. Thank you, Discmania, um, for just being so cool. And this could have been bad, but it was as good as it possibly could be. That's awesome. Uh, We've heard the excitement throughout this whole interview. And I think from your videos, but do you feel 
you were saying earlier, you're making a joke that, you know, you were heartless, that you didn't cry. Have you felt any sadness at like, you know, 10 at night when you're thinking about it? like, damn, I just, you know, left a company I was with for the last decade who treated me potentially incredibly and stuff like that. Have you felt a moment of not buyer's remorse, but just raw emotion with it? Well, I, I kind of want to compare it to, let's say like a new girlfriend. So I've been with a girlfriend for 10 years and I love her. Of course, it's been 10 years. We're family, but we break up and I get this new girlfriend and I'm like, oh my God, this is so great. Everything's different. And like, that's kind of the stage I'm in right now. The new girlfriend stage, I guess you can call it. I, that's probably a thing in psychology. I don't know. Um, they call it usually the honeymoon period, but honeymoon period. Yeah. So yeah. This real phase of like missing disc mania or like feeling like I need to cry because I made a mistake or something hasn't hit me yet, but I have zero doubts that there will be times where I'm like on tour alone in a hotel room. Um, I just had a bad round or something or something happens. So it's, it's life stuff happens. And I'm just going to sit there and be like, man, what am I doing? Like, I can't believe I did this and who knows what's going to come up for emotions. But as of right now, the like excitement and motivation overweighs the sad feelings. Okay. Gotcha. This is, I have a good, I feel like a good closing question, but this is right before it. Physically, your elbow, people are still asking about it. You obviously performed well this year, but like, do you think it's ever going to be a hundred percent or have you just found a new normal with it? I think I found a new normal. According to my physical therapist, it'll never be normal, back to normal, back to perfect. And okay. like many things in life, it might be a blessing in disguise. I mean, it might, might have been that thing that I needed, sadly. I wow. mean, it's kind of sad to say, but it could be true that it might, I needed that to slow me down. Maybe. Okay. That's deep. Before we get to the last question, Evan, we don't have time for stat or fiction. But, but my question to you, Evan, I'm going to put you on the spot. Any any sure. cool Simon any cool Simon stats at all like that would have been ready or you could make ready or <laughs> no they they weren't really like it was kind of just a general Simon thing it wasn't really give like a give stat us some how about, about you how about you read your stat or fiction and just tell us stat or fiction oh okay yeah sure or um, just I guess real quick okay Simon plays this game there you go all right we'll do we'll do uh, fast lightning stat or fiction okay. uh, so, the first PDGA approved MVP mold was approved in two thousand nine. Fiction. Fiction. Oh, we're all doing this? Oh, are we Stat. all? I thought, I thought we were doing... <laughs> like, Simon I thought we were just rapid speed firing. Round. That's okay. Yeah, what speed is round. It? Matt, Matt what say is what it? it is. Uh, 2009? Yes. You're already slow. That is the year Stat. the first one. Yeah. Uh, it is a stat. It was the Ion on September 14, 2009. I bought that disc. I bought that disc. I, I don't know I where it is. I actually have an Ion. But I bought it. The first year, the Disc Golf Pro Tour event at Maple Hill was named MVP Open was in 2018. Stat. Uh, stat. Stat. No, fiction. 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 fiction 2017. Fiction. Or 16. Stat. Oh. No, it changed three times. It's, oh, damn it. Yeah. Fiction. It is. Whoa, whoa. PG-13, Simon. Golly. 
What did I say? What did I'm say? totally kidding. Say what he, he said, said Nick. He said, damn it. You oh. said very oh, okay. I'm just making as a joke. As long as Nick could repeat it, we were good. Okay. What is it? <laughs> it, it was a stat. Oh. It was the uh, Vibram or Vibram, apparently. I don't even know anymore. Up until Vibram. 2017 what? was the final year. What? Apparently, what? it's supposed to become Vibram. What do you mean, Vibram? Do you guys know that? Like, that's, it's an did Italian word. No, he it's Vibram. Vibram. Let's go. Everyone calls it Vibram, but apparently the Italian word is Vibram. What well, we're moving on. Well, 2018 was the first one. We're in America. Uh, Vibram. What? Simon. <laughs> Last one for just Simon only. All right. Simon Lazat has more PDGA wins than MVP has approved molds under their entire umbrella. That's MVP, Axiom, and Streamline. More wins so at I'm any level? That Simon Lazat has more PDGA wins. I actually know PDGA. how many wins I have. 76. Boom. Because I looked it There's up the other number. day. So I'm saying Simon Zot has more PDGA wins than MVP, MVP? has approved MVP, molds. Axiom, and Streamline. Seven, more than company. 76 molds? There's well, no a, way the they have more than that. No way. I'm going to say so it's say a stat. Fiction. No, stat. Wait. Oh, oh stat. yes, stat. Sorry. Stat is Simon Lazat has yeah. more wins. Yeah, yeah that's a stat. They have yeah, that's a stat molds. for sure. All right. This is fiction. They have 83 approved molds. Uh, probably wow. just recently passed. You were probably leading. It's probably well, this year. Most of 2022. Yeah. How many did uh, they approve this year? Well, some are out of production, uh, probably. So, okay. Well, I some didn't ask oop. about that, Ben. Uh, the last actually one about from specifically MVP was July. I would have to check Axiom and Streamline as well. So, maybe it was passed earlier. So uh, but MVP specifically. Molds to learn. <laughs> <laughs> that's MVP, rough well dude ben nobody is correct knows many all of them are out of production, out of production yeah. mvp has and a lot i feel like mvp has 47 approved axiom 25 streamline 11 okay if anyone wants to check my math wow. but at least what i found was more all right thank you stat mando for that stat mando is a big part of this show tonight was very very focused on the interview we wanted to give as much time to simon as possible appreciate stat mando bringing stat or fiction as always this is the last question. It could be a flop and you could say, I don't know, man. That, that can happen. I think we did this with a guest once. And I, did, I did it with Paul. And we just pushed and pushed. And he's like, I don't have anything. Go back to the beginning of disc golf for you. How old are you? 10, 9, 8? 2. 2 years old. So that's a little far. <laughs> but go back to when you yeah. remember disc golf. Okay. Um, and then maybe your first U.S. tour. Like We see pictures of you. Why do you look so much like skinnier and like young? You're like 18. <laughs> Like you're like, <laughs> why do I look younger? Yeah, yeah like he, he you, started drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up, when I look at it, I'm a like, double IPA kind of guy. Yeah, that's true. I look different too. I, obviously, we all look we're, we're gonna need another question after this. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> if I told yourself back then, so go back to those that time period, the details of the contract that you know about. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I don't know about it. Um, and that you'd have a wife and a kid and you'd be doing all this stuff with disc golf. What would you have said to me if I told you that back? I think you sound about right. <laughs> That's the goal. You would have said, you would have said that sounds good. Did you actually like in that period of time? Like, yes, like I'm going to make it like. I, I don't think I would have been surprised. That's awesome. I always knew I wanted to be a young dad not saying that I am a young dad. I, I was 29 when I had a kid, which is not young, but in this day and age, it kind of is young. Um, the married part might be a surprise. I never thought I was going to get married. Um, and the contract, I thought for sure. 
Yeah. Wow. Nice. I, in my life, I guess there's probably some things like I have like that too. It's definitely not disc golf. <laughs> it's not disc golf for me, but that's awesome to hear, dude. Um, we're really excited for you. Uh, any questions from intern Ben, Nick, or Evan before we go? Uh, I think that was a great uh, final no, question. No questions. Yeah. Unprepared. Okay. I'm the intern. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Intern Ben, everybody. Um, intern Ben's geeking out in his chair right now that he's sitting next to Simon. No, I'm not. Look at, look at my hands. Not shaking. <laughs> Simon's a human being like us all. Come on now. I don't True. know about that. Um, but he can throw far, so maybe he's a, a little bit extraterrestrial. Who knows? Yeah. MVP reference. Got him. I actually can watched... We, can sorry, we sorry, sorry. I need a Go quick... Um, on the Trevor Stop show, shout out, um, Anthony Barilla was on there yesterday or two mm-hmm, days ago or something, mm-hmm. I think. I think I watched it yesterday or I was playing darts and just listening to it. And there was some question that uh, Trevor asked AB about... Do you think you throw further than anyone else on tour or who, if there was someone who could keep up, like who are those other players? And he said like, Oh, I think David Wiggins might outthrow me. Garrett Gerthy Eagle. And he said, Albert Tam. And he didn't mention me. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually like read someone offended. in the chat say that earlier and they were like, they totally forgot to mention Simon. And there was one other person, I think, but I, I need know, a, I need a freaking you. go to AB and challenge him. I think he doesn't think I can outthrow him anymore. Ooh. That's a good Let's video. See it. That's a great I'm, video. Yeah, that's coming, a perfect vlog video. Coming, maybe he'll um, get added to All Stars during the Vegas can... week. Lazat versus AB distance contest. Simon throwing fission octanes. So good luck, AB. Good luck. <clears throat> see, I, uh, AB is throwing a new sponsor too. So that's both right. You guys. Shout out AB that's making moves. Sweet. Discraft. Yeah. Um, will probably Discraft. be throwing. What did what did Discraft people throw for distance? Zeus. Forces, nukes, Zeus's, oh, and then nuke. we actually probably, Discraft, yeah. yeah, Discraft just released a new disc called the Venom, which is an old name, yeah, but it's I a said that. new about that disc. Too. So I actually have two of the test is flights. It, isn't that a mid range? No, the Venom was an over overstable fairway driver, but now it's a speed twelve oh, okay. distance driver. Way different. Yeah, yeah, it's a completely cool. new disc, and I think somehow they can keep the name, put it on something new if it gets approved in a certain way. I have no idea how the PDGA works with naming and all that stuff, but anyways, they are um, coming out soon. All right, I will. I don't do this often, but when we have someone in studio and I say something like, "Hey, why did you just be so skinny?" Sounds like I'm calling you fat. And Simon <laughs> sits there with his eyes looking glazed. I'm like, yeah. We're friends, but I did that on air. So I apologize for that. No, no I was definitely not calling you fat. It was just recollecting on your Young early spry. years. No, on I your used to early be, years. I used to be extremely skinny uh, up until the point where I was about 25. And I think my metabolism just slowed down a bit. Happens. I think 25 <laughs> is like all. an age where that actually tends to happen a bit. Yeah. Well. Because my diet was never very smart. But I just couldn't gain weight. Like I could eat whatever I wanted, how much I wanted, whenever I wanted. And I was just a stick. So um Watch I think out, around Nick. 25. Oh, dude. I've slowly the, the belly started building yeah. and then the face fills in a All bit. All I'm saying yeah. is it it's it's fun to look back at your early years. That's what I meant, but yeah. I said out loud what most people might think in their head and not say out loud on a show. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Thank you. It is fun to look I notice it, like for me, my shoulders, neck, face stay pretty skinny. But over the last two years, since I've moved from Massachusetts, I very much enjoy drinking sour beers and eating whenever I can. And my stomach has grown a little bit from that, which not super noticeable, but I've noticed it. So, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. we kept... Simon, 10 minutes over the agreed upon time period, we're paying him who knows. Nine? Yeah, we're paying oh him my God. who <laughs> knows how much money. And Natalia, we're going to hear about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> She's great. Um, <laughs> she is good. It's, it's fun to, to see her and say hi. Um, so all that being said, we asked a lot of questions. If we missed something, we're sorry. Simon thinks we probably didn't miss anything. <laughs> Did we? We didn't. I, don't, I can't think of anything. <laughs> good. Um, it's all good. Everyone, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you joining. This was a very large concurrent audience live. We're expecting- I think Simon tapped the most amount. It's either between Simon yeah, or Paul on insane. one of the episodes, but twenty two over 2,200 people watching live tonight, which is pretty incredible. Wow. We've had, yeah, we've had incredible interviews over the past. Simon interviews always seem to do very well, and Simon has been a great friend to us here at the Nick and Matt Show. I think one day we should do 4v1 versus Simon. Now that he's got a new bag, maybe when I'm up in February, four v one, we'll film it. Yep, four v one. See if Simon can beat us all. We'll, we'll crush him. <laughs> That's a challenge. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. But um, anyways, we're at the end of the show. Thank you everyone who tuned in on this wonderful Saturday night. It feels weird. I keep thinking it's Monday, but it's not. No Saturday show night. on Monday is the plan. We could yep, go. No off, show on Monday, more than likely, no unless something huge in the disc golf world happens, which I can't imagine bigger anything than bigger than. But yeah, I was just saying, I can't imagine anything bigger than what we've been talking about over the last. Last week, I, I so, heard rumors of Paul Macbeth also going to MVP. So there we go. Start him now. Maybe. So, Get in here at first year. Yeah. Eagle. Anyways, thank me. you everybody. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, thank you for tuning in tonight, Simon. Thank you for taking the time and letting us be the podcast for you to air all this out. We very, very much appreciate that. Thank you, everyone. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe on the video. Check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. Tell someone you love them this week. We'll catch you in the next one. That's right, Ben. You're awesome, Simon. You're awesome. Nick, you're awesome. Evan, you're awesome. Peace out, everybody. Peace. The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find the Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube.